Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I am your host, Harrison Barron, and thanks for coming to hang out with me today, guys. I do appreciate it, as always. I know I missed last week. I apologize. It was a little hectic, but I'm here with you now. So, what does that mean? If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate it if you smash that subscribe button. And uh, if you really like it, share it out with a friend. Tell somebody about it. Give it a review. I do appreciate it. That is how I grow the podcast. One of the ways I grow the podcast, I should say. Um, but mainly telling your friends about it. Uh, it might sound ridiculous, but podcasts are becoming more and more common everywhere. Uh, my goal is to keep this intro to less than six minutes because this is a very long episode and I'm not mad about it. I'm just letting you all know. So first things first, website, brutallyhonestpodcast.com. Go check it out. If you don't follow me on social media already, you probably should, brutallyhonestpodcast.com. If you want to follow me personally, it's Harrison underscore Baron. Uh, Podcast is, there's no spaces or underscores by the way. Um, if you really enjoy the show and you want to take your love for the show to the next level, you can support me on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Brutally Honest Podcast. On there, you can pledge a couple dollars a month, a dollar a month if you want, and all that money just goes into growing the show and making it better. Uh, a lot of creators are doing that, and it gives me a way to, um, one, not charge people for the podcast and uh, keep the cost for the sponsors down low and it also allows the podcast to grow much quicker which gives me access to more and various different people and that's really all i got to tell you for our show sponsors today we're going to start out with our friends over at dream dance fitness go check out dreamdancefitness.com they're located over in east meadow on long island and if you're looking to get in shape looking to work those hips get those abs in they're located at 386 east east meadow avenue east meadow new york and i talk a lot about them but they're really cool and they're some of my favorite people um they got zumba yoga sculpting uh aerial hoop dance fusion uh all these different things to get in shape, but to have fun doing it. Uh, I think a lot of people think that there needs to be this this grind and this hustle to get in shape when you can actually have quite a bit of fun doing it um, in the meantime. And they have classes. Uh, they're, they're all adult classes, so there's not kids' classes in there. So don't think you're going to be there with little children. You're, it's, a, it's a fully adult environment. And they have their class schedule online, and they got packages from – uh, you know, monthly, uh, everything included access to per class packages. Um, and they also have an annual package as well. If you, you know, you want to take that level of commitment, uh, you know, to the next level, it's, it's a big step in people's lives. So that's thing one thing two. I got Elise Margolin photography. Uh, if you need a headshot and you're located on Long Island, if you want some amazing photos, amazing work, go check her out, elisemargolan.zenfolio.com. She's been on the podcast before, and she just does really amazing photos. Uh, I've recently, in my own personal experience with business people, a lot of their headshots are significantly outdated. Not that that's a bad thing, but Johnny, if you had hair five or ten years ago and you don't have hair anymore and we're meeting for coffee, I don't know what you look like. Um so and she's got some really, really cool stuff on, on uh, her website. So definitely go check it out. Elise Margolin, DotsInfolio.com. She is willing to travel right now. She's actually in Florida as this podcast is being aired, uh, doing a shoot for a very reputable hotel chain. So last but not least, our friends over at AgileDragonConsulting.com. Huge thank you for them to support. And what is Agile? Agile is a different way to use your data as a business owner to make it work better for you. 
So what does that mean? They're going to go through, they're going to compile the data, they have experienced personnel, um, and they're going to go through and make sure that you have everything you're going to need to make your next business decision. Um, business decisions should not be made on emotion, or if they are based on emotion, it should be very lightly based on emotion. It should be agile, it should be quick, uh, able to change, and you, the it, the data and information that they're going to produce for your business is going to help you grow it and make better business decisions. You know, they use uh, cloud hosted data warehouses and they're going to dig through, siphon through all that data and give you really good results. Um, maybe not the results you're looking for, but they're going to give you really good results as far as your information and how to make better business decisions. Um, it's all about being agile. So huge thank you to AgileDragonConsulting.com, actually, and this podcast has someone, the owner of Agile Dragon Consulting. So huge thank you to Cindy Hosky for sponsoring this show. And my guest today, if you've been listening since the day oneers, um, I had her on back a bunch of episodes ago, but now she's back. Her name is Cindy Hosky. She owns Agile Dragon Consulting. And you're going to learn, if you don't know what Agile Dragon Consulting is, you probably want to listen to episode, the first episode first, and I can't find it while I'm doing this, so you're just going to have to go back and check it out. But um, in the meantime, she's absolutely one of my favorite people, episode 84, found it. Um, she's one of my favorite people, she's actually one of my old professors, so you're going to hear a lot of interesting stories. Um, and her husband is also a professor uh, as well, and we exchange quite a bit of good ideas, and she's just somebody I love being around. I can absolutely nerd out with. And we have some really, really good conversation, uh, philosophical conversation, in my opinion. So that's it. Six minutes. We're done. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I'll see you guys on the other side. Nobody like. I don't even like the sound my own voice. It's the weirdest thing. It really is. I don't know if it's. You know how they have those those bone conduction headsets that you can get. Bariki. I've never actually used one, but I've I've often wonder if the phenomenon is something like that that you're hearing your own voice sure. through bone conduction as much as or more than what's out there in the air, so it just sounds different. Yeah. Oh, it def it definitely yeah. does because. Uh, you know, between recording on this, recording on my computer, my other computer, recording on my phone, whatever it may be, they all sound the same. So I know that that's how I sound. Now that I've done, you know, a, lo a lot of these, I've just gotten used to my own voice, and I still, tr I, it, I find it very strange listening to my, my own podcast, just because I don't like my voice. But it makes you wonder what else it is that you're perceiving. Mm. In the world that other people perceive differently uh -huh. than you do, you know. But for you, it's that's that's your reality. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's we have there's a table in our hallway that is kind of greenish, kind of bluish, and okay. 
I mean, I've kind of had these joking arguments in sure. the big, you know, with my family about is it blue or is it green? Of course, it's like that dress. Is it- yeah, but Ugh. it's just, it's just, it's right on the border. But and to me, but the funny thing is, over the years now, I can't remember whether I thought it was blue or green in the first place. So uh. we're still arguing about it, but neither one of us <laughs> knows what we thought it was. You know, it's just fun to argue. I don't the, know. Uh- yeah, it's you know we have so up on the Twisted Tea uh, fridge, and this is not sponsored by Twisted Tea, but we have over <laughs> and under, and this goes back to like the early early episodes, like zero to thirty. But there's a roll of toilet paper down there, and there's this growing there was a growing argument of which way does the toilet paper go? Oh, it's over. Yeah, Absolutely. But now cat people go no, there's no other way to do it than under because cats. I don't know what cat's obsession is with toilet paper, but if I had a cat, I would shoot that thing if it fucked up with my. Excuse yeah. my language, but me- destroyed all my toilet paper and made that place a disaster. Well, I wouldn't have a cat, so I no, guess that's why I'm an over person. I'm a dark person. Yeah, absolutely. Over, over is the only way to go. Absolutely. Then you gotta sift through it to try to find the. I opening. know you're constantly flipping it and it's, flinging yeah. it, and yeah. Well, no. there's all these different. Uh, I don't know if there's a term for it, like what people's thoughts are on certain things, like the dress. There was, oh, that other one, that audio one. That yeah, that Lenny, yeah, yeah oh Yanny something, yeah. And I, Laura Yanny or yeah. something, I think, yeah. I don't know why people go crazy over this, dude. I know. Like, people are like, oh, do you see the dress? And I'm like, no, Google dress. I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, what color do you see? I'm like, I see white and gold right now. And then, like, that night, I was like, all right, let me check it again. And I was like, I saw blue, and I was like, all right, why is this why right. is this vi- who cares there's so many things that ha- are happening in this world and people pick a damn dress in a in but in a but in a photo. weird way though that is at the heart of how fucked up our country is today oh yeah because we all we've gotten you know we all believe that the way that we think about things is the way it is oh, you know and God. this idea that you know that maybe there's more than one reality that that's true like sure. that's a really hard idea for people to wrap their brains Absolutely. around people can't people want things to be black or white and they do not want to accept that some things are ambiguous and that's just the, the way it is i'm a firm believer in why do you care yeah you know if it's not affecting you like what not to get into politics but that new bill that was signed in new york where babies can be right. aborted to the day they're born I don't necessarily agree with it at all, but look, you guys voted to put this dude in office. You can't really complain. That's what the dude did. And as long as you're not having a baby and you doesn't concern you, who cares? Well, I'm going to push back on you then that a little oh, bit. Okay. Right. I'm going to push back because sure. I believe that it does matter. Be- just because you're not in that circumstance now doesn't mean you won't wind up in that circumstance sure. someday. Just because I'm not poor now yeah. doesn't mean I never was poor or that I couldn't Absolutely. wind up there again today. So it, it is my business to care about how we in America treat people who don't make enough money or any money. You yeah, know, I agree. Just because I'm not a government worker doesn't mean I don't care about what's happening to them right now. I so, do agree with that. I mean. But people put these people in office and I get it. They're supposed to re- represent you. But if you're that angry. If what he's done, or whoever, left, right, center, who cares? But whatever they've done has not pissed you off enough to this point. Right. You know, okay, guys, next time the voting comes around, right. step up and vote. Vote. Don't. That's the answer. Don't. Uh, th- 
be a keyboard right. warrior yeah. firing off your fingers and destroying my newsfeed with things I don't want to see. That's the answer. Just vote. And if you haven't voted, shut up. Yeah. Yes. Honestly, just if you voted and you don't like the way that they, you know, that they're representing you, then you do have a right to complain. But if you're not going to vote and most people don't vote, I know. you know, if you're not going to vote, shut up. That's, you know, I do believe you have a right to complain, even if you disagree with the people that you voted sure. for. But you got to vote. And I think that you got to participate. That's yeah. your obligation as an American. I agree. Is to just vote. And it's then, the only way to change this country. But people seem to think that it's their obligation to just complain. Yes. And not bother voting. And I think the other problem we have is there is no amount of keyboard typing, and this goes with the professional world too, that conveys your message 100% clear. Right. And you cannot type fast enough or any kind of message fast enough to let's just say debate several people at once. No. You got to have you got to have a clearly defined debate of whatever the topic is. it could literally be over an email for I know you've been through it I'm sure. But <laughs> hey, I didn't know, you know, why did this go south? Well, I thought that you did meant this. Yeah. Well, the punctuation wasn't there or the tonality wasn't mm-hmm. there and it removes so much of so much of a human characteristic away from it. You know, that's why J.K. Rowling's a billionaire, because she mastered the art of putting emotion and feeling and painting a picture in your Mm -hmm. head. That girl is worth her weight in gold. And saying it in ways that make you want to keep reading. Like one of the one of the things I have is because I always want to be very precise, you know, and because I don't want misunderstandings when I write something. So I tend to be overly verbal. You know, I I just write. Well, from the computer science world, you kind of have to. I just write too much, you know, and then people email me back with a question or comment that makes it crystal clear. They didn't read anything I just, you know, wrote. So it's like, why am I bothering to, you know, so so if I were J.K. Rowling and I could find a way to write it in a clever pithy entertaining way that would make people want to read it (laughs) maybe i'd be better off look at agile (laughs) amazing (laughs) you know it's it's that i think that's marketing right to yes in a way some degree to some degree um but it's there's so many times even when you say hey you know can you go do this well was it a demand was it a question (sighs) like just that there's no there's no possible amount of punctuation you could put into that that you can make it feel human. Right. You know, that's my favorite and most hated thing about texting is because there's only – now Yeah, now we have emojis. That's new, you know, but, like, there's still – there's no human factor to it. Yeah, and emojis, you're given advice, you know, that emojis are unprofessional, that you're not supposed to use emojis in professional business writing. I, I, hate, I still use them. Yeah. Appropriate. Like, um, like, just because, like you say, sometimes you cannot tell tone. Yes. You know, and yeah. and it does help to just, you An know. emoji will put emotion there. A friendly really little, you know, let them know you're being friendly. But sometimes it comes off as passive aggressive. Yes. You know, so you got to be careful. But I think the other thing, too, is people need to stop taking offense to offense or. Yeah, I guess. offense. But it does kind of come back to what we started with. Right. Is that is just people don't want to acknowledge that there can be more than one 
reality yep. there and that you shouldn't just jump in with an assumption sure. that the way you're reading a particular email, you know, is necessarily the intention of the sender. It's, yes. you know, hundred percent. if you're not sure, if you don't like what you're hearing, if, if it's out of character Call. for them, yeah, just find out before you I react. I know people that are the nicest people in the world, but they, mo- they write the most, in my eyes, rude emails in the yeah. world. And I'm like, you're a dick when you yeah. write an email. He's like, what? Right. And no, I'm, I'm not. He's yeah, like, you are. I'm like, yeah, you're horrible. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I totally didn't mean that. Yeah. And I'm like, you're the nicest. Reread your emails before you yeah. send them, folks. But some people, you don't yeah. even realize. Like, right. I, I, you know, I say things or I get into a debate with somebody or say something or, or comment on something, whatever. And it could literally be the most harmless right. co- comment in the world or just, you know, funny or a joke. And then somebody's like, well, you're you're an asshole for, yeah. for saying that. And you're like, huh? Like, dude, it was a joke. Yeah. They're like, oh, I, I didn't I didn't I, realize that it was a joke. And I'm like, people need to. Yeah. Calm down. I'm just trying to look at cute dogs and dumb idiots doing things when they're drunk on the internet. That's about it. I had a f- situation come up yesterday, actually, with a colleague of mine. He had a meeting with one of his customers about sure. a new piece of work that they wanted done. Okay. And the meeting went really well. And, you know, he walked away from it feeling like, you know, they'd come to an understanding of what it was that needed to be done. Sure. And he was just going to wait to hear back from them. So today he gets an email back from them saying they've decided not to pursue it, oh, you know, because, worst feeling in the world. you know, and, and he, you know, was like, oh, my God, did I scare them off? Did I, you know, and it, it seemed like from the email that was sent that yeah. it was like based on our conversation and what you said yesterday, we've decided not to pursue this. So it gave him the impression that he'd said something wrong. He'd done oh. something wrong. And he, like he didn't know what to do. And I'm like, just send him an email and say. I'm sorry, I'm a little confused. Based yep. on what you've said here, it seems as though I may have said or done something that made them decide not to yep. pursue this. Yep. I thought things went really well yesterday, uh, and I think this is a terrific opportunity yep. for you. Could we discuss it? You know, yeah. like, it's, don't just and people, let people it go. People are so afraid to rebuttal. Right. But, like, not like an attacking rebuttal or anything, like an, a genuine, you know, inquiry yeah, yeah like a, hey i didn't understand that yeah. or i thought things were fine my apologies or i thought this was you know I, you know you're a business owner and i'm a business owner yeah. like things happen stuff happens we're only human right stuff's gonna go sideways <laughs> no matter what way no matter what time or whatever you could do to control it so i th- i think the most powerful tool that i have in my you know, in my deck of tools as a professional for more than 20 years now is honesty, Yeah. you know, and, and honestly saying, I don't know, or I didn't understand, or can you explain, you know, just not fronting, you know, not yep. putting up a front and pretending, sure. you know, but just being honest, yep. you I know, I don't know card. Yeah. Oh, it's the easiest card to pull. People yeah. are so afraid of it, especially employees. Right. Or in job interviews, yeah. all the time people want to bluff through something when pro- the best thing you can say is, I don't know. I don't know that. That's a really good question. You know, when I get home, I'm going to go look it up. Yep. It, it, nobody knows everything. When, uh, it's so funny because lately, the last handful of podcast job interviews have come up. Really? And I tell everybody, I'm like, this is the most, I'm going to give you the best advice possible for a job interview. And they're like, what? And I'm like, it's not how to sit or what you're supposed to do with your hands. No, it's none of that. The person that you're sitting across from, Goes to Starbucks. Yeah. 
they're going to drink the same beer that you drink. They're probably going to drink the same wine that you drink. They listen to the same music that you drink. Mm -hmm. They might even live in your own neighborhood. Yeah. You know, they are completely normal people. They right. have kids. Shit goes wrong at, at home. Things go south. Whatever, you know, whatever it may be, they are human. They mm -hmm. do the same stuff you do. They just happen to be further along in life or in a different spot in their life. Right. There's no need to freak out or, oh, my God, I, maybe they didn't hire me because my hand was in my hair or whatever. No. You were freaking out. That's why. If right. you just treat them like a human, it's the easiest thing in the world. And it's a two-way street. Yep. You they know, it, there either. They think it's weird. Right. People, yep. It's very uncomfortable to interview people. Sure. Half the, even when you're professional and you do it for mm -hmm. a living, it, it's an uncomfortable yeah. thing. You know, The other thing is, is that they're not judging you. you know? yeah. I mean, they may decide not to hire you, yep. but that's not the same thing as passing judgment sure. on you. It's yep. just maybe that you're just not the right fit for yeah. that. They're you know? looking for qualified individuals. Yeah. That have a specific skill set. Yeah personality that they're going to you know pe that's the other thing that people don't think of they're like well i don't know why i didn't get the job i'm super qualified for everything i'm like maybe your personality doesn't fit with and their usually company. that's what it is you know and yeah people are like what i'm like yeah if you are way too analytical and they need a critical and they need a creative person right no matter how much knowledge you got they ain't gonna hire you right and they figured out that you were doesn't mean you're a bad person Right. It just means that that's not the spot that you should be in. And if they have a highly collaborative environment where yep. people work, you know, in teams and there's not a whole lot of, sure. you know, stars, it's meant to be a real team atmosphere, but you come off as like this expert and guru, they may mm -hmm. not feel like you're going to be a good fit. They yeah, may because... think, oh, yeah, that person really knows their stuff, but I don't know how they'll work in a team no. environment, you know. No, there's so many things that as an employee, you know. Going the, in for a job that yeah. you don't know. On the other hand, you can come in and you can seem like a complete neophyte who doesn't, but you're open-minded and you're curious yep. and inquiring and interested and, you know, yep. and and passionate and excited and, and looking forward to learning something new. And and at the same time, the job interview is your, your chance to interview right. them. Exactly. Because you are about to sacrifice 40 plus hours a right. week. More for, time on that than you do doing anything else in yep. your life, really. You know, you're going to see your coworkers and your bosses probably more than you're going to see your yeah. significant other, if not an equal amount of time. Throw a kid in there yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Good luck seeing your significant other more yeah. than you see your coworkers. Yeah. Um, you know, so at that time, and, and that's the other thing that drives me nuts is people are like, you know, I don't like that. I don't want to work there. I don't like that job. I'm like, why? They're like, well, the pay's not good enough. I'm like, well, do you like them? Because if you like them, they might be interested in paying you a little more money if they like you. You know, it's it's such a two-way street right. that you got to go down. You know, if there shouldn't be too much – it should just be a negotiation of – actually, it should be a conversation right. of who's going to do what. The negotiation happens later. Yeah. You know, yeah. the first part should be a conversation. It should just be a two-way conversation. And you might you find shouldn't out, be negotiating yep, at that stage. You might stage. find out the company doesn't even do what you want to do. Right. You know, the okay, the job the job on the uh what is it? The the skill set or what or the right. ad posting right. is misleading or wrong mis or yeah. yeah. Or it's accurate, but you don't you know, oh man, metal manufacturer. Oh my god, that's so cool, it's what I want to do. I'm an engineer, this, 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 this. What do they manufacture? Oh, we manufacture screws. Yeah. Well they go on well, we said they go on F fourteens. That's cool. 
But all we do is manufacture the yeah. screw. You'll never see a plane in your life. I had an here. interview once with a box company. They made cardboard boxes. <sighs> That's what they made. They, and it was for being a database sure. developer for a box company. Very exciting, I'm sure. I didn't get the job. <laughs> but, you know, and it, and it probably was a great, you know, not interview, but request for employment. Yeah. Hey, you're going to be doing this. You're going to be working with all these different companies. Yeah, they had a good pitch. Yeah. I just, you know. And then you found out it's boxes, and you're like, well, it's not really what I want to do. It was also the environment, right? It was very sure. much a manufacturing, in, you know, Compl- yeah. environment, and that's not – it wasn't a great fit for me. Yep. Um, but that's – I see that all the time, especially because, yeah. you know, I'm fresh out of college, or I've been out of college now for a little bit, but I see colleagues of mine going through, and they're like, oh, my God, I have this job interview. I'm like – Dude, even if you're not the best program in the programmer in the world, yeah, programming is probably eighty percent of your job. The other twenty percent, being on a team, being able to talk to your superiors and show that you're competent and open minded and all these different mm-hmm. things. I'm like, they might even value that more. I think they do. Than programming. I think they do because you anybody can learn programming. Yep. You really can. Yep. If you know, if you're not a you're utter moron, yeah. you know. But if if you're you may turn out to find out it's not for you or whatever, but sure. y- you can learn programming. Yep. You can't – it's a lot harder to learn being open-minded or being, you know, eager to learn. You know, these the attitudes that people need to have to be successful yeah. in the workplace yep. are a lot harder. And most of- I mean, I'm a consultant now. Sure. You know, I'm a consulting company, so I'm not employed by any money, which is great. Um it's got its ups and downs. It's great. Um, but <laughs> one of the things that I think, you know, one of the reasons why I'm good at what I do and why people want me to do work for them is because of my attitude, which sure. is that, you know, when I take something on, I own it. You know, I want it to be absolutely the best. Sure. You know, I really care. And, that you know, that passion for what I'm doing and the excitement and opportunity sure. to do something new comes through when I, t- when I talk to people. I, 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 I'm not a salesperson. Yeah. And that's tricky for me, you yeah. know, because as running my own business, I have to sell, mm-hmm. you know. Selling yourself. But I have had salespeople tell me that I'm the best at selling they've ever seen in a person who's not a salesperson. Care. Because I care. That's because I'm passionate biggest, about it. Yeah. That is the biggest void in everything. I get excited. Yep. You know? People, you know, people that don't, you could tell. I love people, it. Yeah. When people don't care, they suck the energy out of you. Yeah. You know, it's it's a, it's a force of like terribleness coming from that. And I lose interest in, you know, yep. and yep. you know, I have ADD, so my brain just like wanders <laughs> and like... Yeah, did you know that? Did I tell you that I have ADHD? Because no. this is a new thing. Like, I just discovered this fairly recently. I was really? diagnosed as having ADHD. You went to the psychologist? I, psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. Yep, and I got tested. And What do they do to test you for it? I'm very curious. Um, mostly it's surveys, okay. you know, for you. But they also have want you to have your family members and stuff take them because they want to see if your perception of yourself is different from what other people's perception of you is. Wow. Because um, we're talking about perception again, you sure. know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You and perceive yourself as the greatest thing since right. Bread and but other people see you as never following through or never finishing anything sure. or whatever, you know, yeah. constantly letting them down, yeah, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And and a part of the diagnosis is does it impact your daily, either your work life or your relationship life or whatever. Sure, sure. And um, 
I don't think I could have gone into business on my own if I hadn't discovered this about myself really? and understood this because it really has radically changed my view of things that have held me back in the past and where mm. they were coming from. Sure. You know, and sure. now that I understand them, it's like, okay, now I can handle, that's fine. You yeah, know, yeah. I can yep. deal with that. Yep. Now We're, it's just restructuring the business side to make it work even more exactly. for you. That's literally all it is. Exactly. It's yeah. it's just acknowledging that it's my reality. It's, for example, I'd rather have a bunch of smaller contracts simultaneously than have one big long one because yeah. I get bored too death yep i really do mm-hmm. if i have to do the same thing mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. one company mm-hmm. for years i completely lose interest yeah, it's like you know job. i can't stand it yep even when i had jobs i like to have jobs where i was working on lots of different projects within the company mm-hmm. you know the best jobs i ever had were like that where i was doing in- internal projects so sure. i you know but when it gets to a point where a project was done and it goes into a maintenance phase mm-hmm. i completely Lost interest. Yeah. Gone. Because I don't want to just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. And that's when it gets really boring. (sighs) Like, the fun stuff is now ended. Like, that is the... I'm also kind of in that same boat. You know, I came from the IT world, and now it's... Marketing is a little different because I get to do... It's always new, exciting, even if it's the same thing over and over for... Right. uh, You know, customer, it's still, which way are we going to attack it this Mm -hmm. time, you know? There's so many ways to go about it, but in the you know for my IT days, it was like okay, great, all this stuff is gonna happen, and once it's all done, now it's in the maintenance phase. It's just okay, break, fix, break, fix, break, fix. Yeah. Every once in a while, there was an, there's an upgrade going on, but it was like super fun, really boring. Yeah. For a while, and then oh, it kind of gets a little exciting, and then it dies out again. And I like, I actually love, like I don't mind doing support because I actually love troubleshooting and sure. problem solving, and think. you know. That to me sure. is fun when you're really digging into something, but that's different from getting the same like level one support where you get the same question over and over and over and over. Oh and over yeah, again, yeah. You know? It's gotta be high level support. When I was first doing in IT, when I was more of a generalist and I was doing everything, so sure. I was doing first level support for the company I was working for. And I made an IT mistake, and I think you're gonna laugh when I tell you in a second. But, but yeah, and it was it it got really really sure. really boring, you know, but. I had the freedom at that company to start teaching myself stuff. So that's where oh, I that's taught good. myself database design and I taught myself websites. Personal design growth in a company yep. is extremely important. Because they had nobody who knew anything about tech but me. So uh-huh. I just got to do whatever I wanted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was no. awesome. You know, it's a lot of companies. Yeah. You know, if the company is like, hey, we hire you to break fix. If you do anything more than that, we love you. Yeah. Um, I just got annoyed when the company president needed me to change his printer ink you know i couldn't i wound up having a couple of employees under me and i couldn't send one of my guys to change the printer ink it had to be me it's the company president exactly it's just like (laughs) out of everybody that you gotta deal with the guy that writes the check change your printer ink uh so you ready for a good laugh yeah please so obviously i am a computer science graduate Mm -hmm. uh for some weird reason and i shouldn't say weird reason because i do love it but so I built my beautiful computer over there that I spent a lot of way too much money on. And uh, so the other night I ordered a uh, micro, not a micro SD. Oh my God, I'm losing my mind. A solid state drive. Okay. An extra one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Psh, I got this. This is easy. I, know I built the whole computer. Yeah. And, uh, 
And another SSD is key. Yeah, nothing. SSD is a solid state drive. It's another hard drive for your computer for anyone that's listening. Yes, and, and they're they're different. They don't use disks. Yes. They it's like a memory card almost. Yep, it's much fa- fast. much faster. So But much more fragile. Yes. Um so of course I order it and I'm like, Oh, I get the package and I forgot the SATA cable. I'm like, all right, no big deal. I'll just order a SATA cable. So I order a SATA cable, and of course I tear the whole computer apart to try to hide the SATA cable because I want it to look good when you look through the glass. I don't like the, I don't like wires all over the place. Thanks to my buddy Dave for doing that to me. So I get the SATA cable, and the SATA cable's not working. And I'm like, what? And then I'm like, ah, you know what? Maybe it's it's not at the right angle, and it's pulling too hard on like the end connector. I'm like, all right, I probably broke that cable. Let me just order a couple new cables that are you know straight Longer, and not, yeah. not 90 yeah. degree or whatever it is. So I order those. It's still not working. And I'm like, oh, my God. The boot drive is not – it's not showing up in the boot drive. It's not showing up under disk management. It's not showing up. I've updated every single drive on the computer, both automatically and manually. I cannot figure this out for nothing. I do – now I'm up to the BIOS updates. I fry my computer for a BIOS update. Thank God I keep everything on the cloud. Mm. Um, so I got to go through that whole process again, fire the whole computer up. Jumpers? Me. What? Jumpers? What do you mean jumpers? Was it little jumper, the little jumpers? No, 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 no. no. Okay, I'm so, waiting to hear. What I'm... Um, no, not that kind of fry, but you know, destroy the operating system the whole nine, so I don't redo the operating system. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't figure it out. What is wrong? And it turns out, I feel so dumb saying this right now. <laughs> I didn't know because some drives don't require an additional power cable on uh... SSDs, but Samsung Evos do. So I spent probably the better part of five or six hours trying to troubleshoot this. And you didn't read the instructions that came with it? I did, but I think that they immediately assumed... Well, it said power cable, but I just assumed because I had put them... I had put SSDs in so Mm. many computers that they didn't need... (laughs) They didn't need additional power cables. And of course, I have the one that actually does. So I call up my buddy and I'm like, Hey, bud, can you come over and troubleshoot this? He goes, Dude, where's your power cable? I'm like, What? (laughs) <laughs> what power cable? I've literally gone through every forum. People are like, oh, you know, there's a bad batch that went out. And I'm like, oh, I probably got the bad batch. This, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, this is driving me insane because now I'm doing video editing. So I need additional space just to do local video editing. And I'm like, uh, I yeah, it's at my house. Why? He's like, why didn't you plug it in? <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. So he go home, immediately plug it all in, and it works like like that. And I'm like. Uh, my blood was boiling and then of course my girlfriend came came by and she's like are you okay i'm like she's like you are infuriated right now she's like if i knew you were gonna be so angry i wouldn't have came by (laughs) and i'm like you just don't understand (laughs) i've spent so much damn time doing this i fried my computer doing this like oh my christ i was so angry and she's like, all right, relax. It'll be fine. I'm like, I, it, it is fine now. But I just wasted <laughs> so much time on something so stupid. But you'll never make that mistake again. I will never, ever, ever. You will ever. never make that mistake yep. again. Did I, did I ever tell you the... I don't remember if I mentioned it on the last time we talked. Did I ever tell you the story about my sister and her computer? No. My sister's disabled. So. She has mental and physical disabilities. Okay. And um, she would have AIDS provided by the state come to her house to help her you know she had a boyfriend they both have head injuries so she would be constantly from birth or from she got a disease called encephalitis when she was a teenager which caused massive diffuse brain damage and she's had an ongoing seizure disorder since then 
So she has grand mal seizures. She's had four brain surgeries to try to deal with it and still has seizures. Oh, damn. Her boyfriend, who at the time, who has unfortunately since died, but he he oh. had brain injuries from getting hit by a bus. Oh. And he was better off than she was. And she she's just struggles. Like she just, you know, if you met her, you would think she was fine. But it's like the surface and there's nothing yeah. underneath. Yeah. And she can't, she can't retain things. Oh. So she'd call me up for problems with her computer. And it would always be really, really hard for me to tell her what to do because she just didn't know. Like if oh. I'd say click on this button or that button, she wouldn't understand. Like it was just, sure. and she's very difficult time communicating to me what she was doing. Oh. So it was, so it always meant going to, to her place, which was an hour away from my place. And inevitably the problem turned out to be that one of her aides had been looking at porn on her computer and had infected it with viruses. Oh my God. So I'd go to her computer and try, you know, troubleshooting it. And, you know, porn would start popping. It was just very funny, but it was always from, you know, her aides who were, you know, using it, whatever. So I would, I finally got to a point where I'm like, you know, you got to tell pre, them not pre cell phone days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. And I, you know, it got to the point where I'd be like, you got to tell them they can't use the computer anymore, sure. you know? And this was also antivirus is so much better these days than it used uh-huh. to be. You know, it really is much better. But back then this was like when spyware and stuff was first hitting when, sure, when sure. everything was still focused on virus and not on worms and stuff. She got a couple of really bad ones. This one that was called sandboxer that took like, hours and hours and hours to fix and none of, you oh my know. god you better off throwing out the driver honestly well and wiping it we had a big fight and blah 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 and i was like i'm not helping you anymore unless yeah. you tell them that they can't be on the computer because i just can't keep doing this yeah, this is stupid the same problem right over and over it's again. just dumb so she's like fine i'm not gonna ask you for help anymore i'm like okay so <laughs> she had a problem one day couldn't get on the internet so she calls dell So Dell walks her through all these, you know, troubleshooting steps and check this and checks that. And she spent hours doing it. And they had her completely wipe her hard drive and reinstall Windows from scratch without doing any backups of anything. She lost everything. You know, she had no, she didn't have. They're not following. And they're they're expecting you to to say, hey. What's going to happen to all my files? What's going to happen to my uh, programs or whatever? But she yeah. didn't understand anything they uh, were really telling her. She was just pushing the buttons they told her to push. Uh-huh. She completely wiped it out. And it still didn't work. Uh, still couldn't get access to the internet. Not, yeah. Cable's not connected. Yeah. yeah. So I, I went out there and the cable was not plugged into. And that was it. It just wasn't in her router. Just, That's the you worst. Know, and, <sighs> what are you going to do? Look. Well, then you can do well, there's a whole industry making a ton of money all because of people that – I don't want to say because people can't check, but they just don't know. And you don't know what you don't know. Right. You know, oh, I just thought I – th- I looked down. I thought the cable was attached or, you know, I didn't realize that the cable was broken. Right. You, know, you got to pull it out and push that? it back in yeah. and make sure it clicks, you yep. know, like all yep. those stupid things. Uh, you know, I, I had one lady – Plus all the people, the fraudsters now, who call up and say, "Oh, we're calling from your Windows department to tell you that you're, yeah, this to tell you that there's a, you know, your computer is infected." They're 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 lying. They're, you know, it's fraud. I like telling them that I'm calling the FBI on them. Oh my God, that's awesome. The I had one guy. This happened literally a week or so ago. Calls me up, 
and I've been having issues with Verizon. They just my auto payment is just not going through for some reason. I don't know what the problem is. You can only give them a credit card so many times, right. and then you're like, all right, I just got to call the person because whatever's wrong in your system. And then, of course, you call, and they're like, no, I see it right here. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've been, I've been dealing with this shit for an hour, and you people can't get your system right. And so I get a call from Verizon, and the guy's like, oh, you know, it's from Verizon. He, he says it's from Verizon the whole nine. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, he's Indian, and not to profile somebody, but I know that Verizon now has telephones. Call centers, yeah. yeah. call centers in the States. Mm-hmm. So the likelihood of me getting an Indian guy in a call center in the United States is probably pretty slim, especially with such a thick accent. I'm not saying it's out of the world of possibilities, but it's less likely. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. And I'm looking at the number. I'm like, it's Verizon's number. I know their customers. I almost know it by heart, their customer support number, because I've called so many times about stupid issues. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just Google this. And he's, he, and he's asking me non-Verizon questions now. He's like, yeah. oh, can you tell me your your zip code? And I'm like, huh? That's usually the last question. It's usually, you know, can I confirm who I'm calling? So yeah. people that are listening that are terrorists, uh, <laughs> get your goddamn questions in order, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm like, zip code? I was like, uh, that's not the order that they normally follow. And he's like, well, I just need your zip code. I can confirm it, you know, with your phone number. And I'm like, seems logical. You know, I pay for, I'm the admin on the account. I pay for my own account and, you know, okay, zip code. And I'm like, give me one second. Type in the phone number. 35 articles. Spam, hackers, trying to get your information, this, that, and the other thing. And he's telling me somebody ordered two iPhone XS Maxes on my account. Now, goddamn, I wish I had that much money on that account, but I don't. I just make sure it's got enough for my auto payments. So I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, it was down in, I think it was like, I want to say, he, oh, he said it was in Texas. you talking about Verizon Wireless? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I'm like, dude, I feel like they would have been declined. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, those are $3,000 phones. I only have a $4,000 limit, and I have $1,000 in charges on there. So it would have gotten declined plus tax. So it would have gotten declined, and my car my car bill was on there at the time, and he's like, oh, no, we, we started this new thing where we give out the phones, and we, we back bill you, and I'm like, well, that's just dumb. That doesn't make any business sense. They so, actually do do that, though. They, do they really? Yeah. They'll give you the phone and then back bill you? Oh, yeah. Really? I, have, I pay monthly. Oh, no, no, I know about that, but he said they bought them outright. Right. I bought them. Uh, I have the phone, but I pay them monthly. The uh, I'm not leasing it. I own it. Oh, oh, so now I'm like, hold on one second. Let me mm. check my account. So I'm going to my account and I'm realizing I'm like, maybe there is a second phone number and people thought it was a scam. And I'm yeah. super skeptical. Right. You know, because it's Google. You can find anything right. you want on Google that's good or bad. So I'm going through and I'm like, he's like, yeah, he's like, your bills, your company, your account's going to be billed. And I'm like, dude, I'm on Verizon's account right now. And I don't see none of these phones getting ordered. And even if they are, I feel like you guys should have called me to approve for $3,000 of phones. And then I was like, I know who you are. And he's like, who am I? I go, you're a goddamn scammer is who you are. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm with Verizon. I'm like, you people suck. I'm glad I just wasted 20 minutes of your day because now you can't scam somebody else today. And he got pissed. So I actually am with Verizon now. But before that, I went to Sprint. So this was about three years ago. I went to Sprint. Oh. And 
you know, the Sprint stores are like independently owned nope. or whatever. They're not actually Sprint owned stores. by yeah, Sprint, yeah. you know, but it's a Sprint on the outside. So I go in and I'm getting signing up for Sprint and the girl's really nice and she's taking all my info, but there was a problem with the system and she sure. couldn't put everything in that day. So she's taking notes and she's taking down stuff like what my password's sure. going to be in on all this personal information my credit card she's writing it all down and stuff you know and i'm getting kind of caught up in this i like getting new things you know i'm getting my new phones or whatever so (laughs) you know i no problem fine i get the new phones everything's good you know about six months later all of a sudden there's a new iphone on my bill and it was pure luck that I caught it because I do have auto pay set up and I normally don't no, go. Yeah, I, I don't check my bill. And, and it wasn't six months. It was like a year and a half. So I was looking to see when my contract was up because I was, I like to get a new phone every two years. I want to see when my two years was, sure. you know. So it was just pure luck that yeah, I yeah. caught it within uh, a month of it happening. Oh, my God. Somebody down in Georgia had walked into a Sprint store with all my information, including my information that was needed, like the PIN, the private PIN for the God. to set up the account. Dang. And added an iPhone on my account. Any idea how they got it all? I think it was that same girl. The, oh, the employee? I think it was or? the employee. Oh. Uh, that In the store, I that think. That helped you. Yeah. Wrote down all your I, Yeah. God I think damn. she probably kept all the information she'd written down for all the customers who walked in. And, and then, yesterday, as a matter of fact... I just happened to look at my credit card statement and somebody down in Florida went into a shoe store and bought expensive shoes on two days on Friday and on Sunday. Both of them, like one was $150, $160, that was like $220, you know, and the name and address they gave was my maiden name and address. But then they had it shipped to an address in Florida, in Miami, Florida. Mm. So, had to cancel that card, but... God damn. It's like, no matter how careful you are... Yeah. You know, it, you just, you gotta be diligent. And you yeah. got Unfortunately, you gotta be... It's sad. And I'm not a... Dil- I'm not a check my bills every month kind of person, you know? Mm-hmm. But now, since I'm a small business owner, I've been doing everything in QuickBooks, and I look at everything every month. Yeah. So... It's, uh... Yeah, I had my card stolen. Thank God I had, like, no money on there. Yeah. And it was... And it, and it had to be a... Uh, skimmer mm. and i'm like i'm like i and the one time i take those things and i try to break them i like uh. pull that sucker off and the one time i'm going to get a sandwich mm. and i and i swipe the card and then all of a sudden i go to get breakfast the next morning declined i'm like what, what? yeah i'm like there's plenty of money on there i mean there's not a lot of money on there because i don't like to keep right. a lot of money that i could just shell out yeah. to prevent things exactly, like this yeah and i'm like that's kind of weird i'm like uh i'm like your card reader must be wrong. I'm like, because I literally checked my account yesterday. Yeah. And I didn't spend that much money. So I swipes it again, declined. I'm like, all right, thank God I keep multiple cards on me. So I'm like, all right, try this one. And it works. And uh, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I go to the bank. And, of course, the bank, it's a process that you got to go through and fill out yeah. and all and that. They, but if it's a debit card, it's harder. Yes. I you learned know. that the hard yes. way. Debit card is a process. Credit mm-hmm. card is okay. Credit card, they will just if you refute it, they they you know give you back the charge. But if it's a debit card, it's a you got to kind of prove it. Yep. You know. Yes. Yep. And uh, well, thank God, because she's like, well, where were you yesterday, and, or or the day it happened? And I was like, actually, I I have charges that I was all the way out east. Yeah. Like on on Montauk Point, I could not have driven 
legally or even illegally that fast to Uniondale mm-hmm. and hit three liquor stores. It yeah. would have been impossible. And she's like, all right, fine. And I was like, what? Yeah. I'm back with you guys for a reason. Why are you giving me a hard time about this? It's not even that much money. It's like 180 right. bucks, but I'm like, it's my money. You know, yeah. and, you know, if the guy, like, shared at least, I would have been like, all right, dude, here you go. You know, thanks for, you know, give me a bottle at least if you're going to go to three <laughs> liquor stores. You know, stole your money. Here's a bottle, you know. Thanks. Don't do it again. Bye. My hubby had um, his, we were traveling. We were in California, and we, it was a long wait at a auto rental place. Mm-hmm. And they took his credit card and his license, and, like, he, He's a very, very diligent hyper, and he didn't like the fact that they took them, and he really wanted to, like, say, no, I'll hold on to those, you know, but he, because we'd been waiting online for, like, an hour and a half at this point, he was just like, fine, just do it, you know, so the guy walked away from the counter, you know, with his license and credit card, and then, you know, came back, like, 15 minutes later after he, whatever, you know, and then later that day and we're driving around in our rent car we get a call from the bank saying you know are you just buying hundreds of dollars worth of equipment at a home depot and you know and we're like no <laughs> so yeah somebody had people are jacked such scumbags it. i couldn't even imagine like because i bartend one day a week and honestly it would be so easy for me to run a card through a card store yeah. i just morally could not do that. It, yeah, it it's just not in. Like I just, you know, cash on the ground. I get it. You know, look, that's free money. If you drop money on the ground, I'm sorry. You know, if you're right there, I will pick it up and give it to you. Yeah. But if there's nobody around, and I find a fifty dollar bill on the floor. What are you gonna do? You know, I'll look around. Hey. Yeah. So you know, obviously there's gonna be somebody right. freaking out. The fifty. I mean, it's different gone. if it's like ten thousand dollars in a bank bag that I would turn into the police. But yes. if somebody's dropped a fifty dollar bill, a what are you gonna me? do? <laughs> I would. Yeah. Um, ah, you hear too many stories about it being some little old lady's charity and like how you know grateful they were to have it back. And I don't know. I hate the idea. Look, I wouldn't spend it right away. I'd give it a couple months. No, I just agency. hate the thought that some poor person who made a mistake just like just living the less, rest of their life and uh, like true, dread because true. they fucked up and you know lost their job or whatever. Sure. You know. Yeah. I just. But- you know, I mean, if a if a if a bank truck forgot some money and drove away, I don't <laughs> think they got plenty. Of exactly. It. I mean, to me, that's different because then they're <laughs> being paid to be diligent, and if they're that stupid, then they deserve to lose their jobs, and I deserve to have the money. But yeah. if it's just some poor schmo who yeah. dropped their deposit bag, you know, yeah. or something yeah. like, I don't know. It's you know. But yeah, I'm just I'm I'm just you know it's funny. I actually when I was a teenager, when I was in high school. I used to lie a lot. I, I skipped. I did. I was bad. I skipped school a lot and I lied a lot. I got away with it for three and a half years. I would lie. Uh-huh. I'd have some excuse. Sure. They would send home notes, uh-huh. or they, you know, and I'd always get them and sign them. I'd forge my mom's oh, signature. Oh, I remember you telling me about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I didn't get caught until like three and a half years in, and you know, and then there, and then. My first marriage, which was far too young, uh, he was just a perpetual liar. He just, he was a person who lied like lies. he breathed. You know, he uh, just would lie. How do you keep track of that many lies? He, and he didn't, and he didn't care. Like he would just, he, it's gaslighting. He would lie right to your face and then make you feel crazy for doubting him. Like it was just pure, oh, that's the worst kind of straight lie. up gaslighting. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, 
it's to this day raises my hackles when I see that happening because I've lived in that. Raises my hackles. It does. I just like get like a bulldog and I want to, you know, kill somebody. But because of that experience, it gave me a different viewpoint on what lies do to people. And since then, I do not lie. Like, I just don't. I'm fundamentally not capable of. i'll tell you the worst news in the world and and i'll lie you. in my head like when i when something happens or some do something bad like i'll make up excuses and stuff in my head and then when i get home and look at my husband i'll tell him the truth like it's just mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like you know that knee-jerk reaction to come up with uh, all the good stories yeah, but hide, i hide do not I, but i don't it's it's just maybe i do that to make myself feel better for a little while sure. but in the end i don't yeah don't lie it's you know it's too much to keep track of that's my thing. It's just too much work. I'd rather just hate me or love me. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, that's part. Yeah. I, I am who I am. Yep. And I'm just going to be my own self. And you know, I, I, you, you see people, in the, you know, they're fake. Yeah. You know, and, and one thing, you know, I tell a lot of people that I do business with, they're like, you know, people just want to be around you. I'm like, I'm an idiot. Like, why do people <laughs> want to be around me? They're like, oh my God, you have this energy, this passion for what you do and all this. And I'm like, all right, cool. I mean, it's literally just being the same person all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, people, you know, I never want somebody to be like, oh, I saw Harrison. Yeah. You're, you know, you're this or you're this, you know, and, and th- you know, it's, it's you're like, not you know, who I thought you were. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I am the exact same person. Yeah. It's too much energy to put. It on really is. You know, I don't understand how people do it. I'm like, why would you even. It really does. It literally, every lie you tell, uh-huh. every fake face that you put out there, yeah. it literally is like taking a string and tying it to that energy. Uh-huh. And and you lose that. It's yep. no longer available mm-hmm. to you. You know, so the level of energy that you have left to yep. live your life goes down with every lie you tell. Yep. You know, and, and it really, it's, or every falsehood or every fake front sure. you put out there, it doesn't have to be a lie. It can just be pretending to be, you know, mm-hmm. to like something that you don't or whatever, sure. you know, sure. being happy when you're miserable. Like every time you do that, you really are diminishing your supply of yep. available passion. Oh, absolutely. You know? I couldn't agree more. And, and uh, I'm also a big one. I've talked about this a lot on the show is, is doing things that I like to do. I have <laughs> yeah. zero tolerance for doing things I don't want to do, with yeah. the exception of like family functions, because you kind of have to do those. Right. And like because you things, care about those relationships yes. and you want to keep the relationships happy, even if you don't really want to do the function. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 the relationship thing, same thing with any yeah. relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, I'll do it because I I care about the relationship and mm-hmm. I don't want that person to resent me or think I'm a bad person or think I don't care. Right. But with those two being the exception, I only do what I like to do at this point. I do not spend an ounce of time. I'll just, if, if people are acting like idiots and I don't want to be around them, I'll just leave. People are like, yeah. why are you leaving? I'm like, you guys are idiots. I'm out. Yeah. Like, I'm burning, I'm burning my candle of time and it is not being spent valuably at the moment. It is one of the things you see the older you get is just, I mean, it sounds like a cliche, but it really is true, like how valuable time is. It's like, of all the things that it's time, I just don't have to waste. People that understand money, I've realized. You know. People that understand money value time. You think? A hundred percent. Because I've recently come to this belief. What do you mean by understand money? How money works. Don't have a fear of money. Some people think that money is the root of all evil or this, that, and the other thing. And they can't be happy if they don't have any, if they have, if they do or don't have money, whatever it may Mm -hmm. be. 
But the people that understand money, you do something you love, the money will come. You right. You do a good job, the money will come. Money's a tool. Yes, money's that's exactly right. Some people it's think It's not money an end is, goal. Yep. It's not an end goal. It's yep. a tool. Yep. So, you know, I, I've realized or I'm realizing people that understand money and how money works and how to not even so much how to invest, just what money actually is, it's a tool. Mm-hmm. Those people understand the time concept where people that don't understand money think they work for money, not let the money work for them. You know, if you, and I see this all the time, is like, you know, younger kids that are like, oh my God, I need to work more hours. I got to make more money. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, that is technically how you do make more money. But you can also make money using the same hours you have by adding more value to a company. Right. If you learned another skill or you made yourself a higher value employee, you can ask for more money. Well, the key, that's the key that I'm learning the older I get. You know, that the key to being, you know, having enough money, sure. you know, to do what you want to do yep. Is to get out of the trap of trading hours for dollars. Yes. You know, um, you know, and the people who become wealthy are people who figure that out. Figure that out. You know, um, I'm just figuring it out now. And wealth is not my goal. Right. You know, but there are things that I like in life that I would like to be able to have. You know, I want to have I love being up in the Adirondacks. Love, love, love it up there. Sure. And I'd love to have a home up there that I could spend all summer in, you know, but I'm not going to get that for free, right? So I got to be able to afford that, you know, and I I would like to be able to go someplace warmer and, And you know. if you work for dollars, if you work strictly for dollars. I'm never going to have enough because then everything you 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 work for, you pay. You know, you pay your mortgage, you pay your bills, whatever. You just get. And even if you can get it, if you got to afford it, you got to. I wouldn't have time to enjoy it. Exactly. Right. Right. That is the biggest divide I see with people's money. Not saying that I have a lot of it, but. But you will. Yes. You will. Yep. As you grow older, Um, you're very young, you know? I mean, but you've got the right attitude about it, that it isn't a goal in and of itself. You know, it's it's a tool. Yep. I agree. And you need it. Sure. Absolutely. You know? It's it's very important. And and believe me, I've been without it. You Uh, know, this is not coming from the perspective. I mean, granted, I'm a white suburban girl, you know, mm-hmm. so I grew up, you know, with a certain level of privilege, but I've also lived as a, you know, single parent living in the Caribbean in a sure. one room shack, literally, you know, mm-hmm. like I've been very poor. Like mm-hmm. I, you Absolutely. Know, I know the difference, you know, oh, I yeah. do know, you know, yep. what it's like when you have to decide, do I go to work or do I put my kid in daycare? But if I can't afford daycare, how the heck can I go to work? But if I can't work, how do I pay for daycare? Like, I, you yep. know, those trade-offs sometimes, mm-hmm. it, it can take a lot to get out of that hole. Yep. I, and the other problem, the other major problem I see is with that and people not understanding the concept of money, the concept of value. You know, what do, right. you, what do you value? You know, what are your core values? What do you believe in? Is it... Mm-hmm. If your core value is to have a yacht and just have a yacht, then by all means, trade money for time and you will accumulate enough money to afford that yacht. But if your goal is to enjoy time, Mm -hmm. you know, I value my time, then a yacht is not very high on my list of things. I'd like to get one and I will probably end up getting one at some point in my life, hopefully. But it is by no means... Finan- there's no finance attached to that. 
if I can spend my time wisely, if it's learning how to video edit, if it's learning how to, how to better market to add value to my customers, now I can ask for more money, that will come. And frankly, learning new things is the only thing that I want to... Other than, like, there are, I have hobbies. I have things I like to do. You know, I like downtime. Sure. You know, and I, and I have my work that I do, and I like to do my work. But the only other thing that I value is learning something new. Yes. You know, because that's the only thing that both lends itself towards improving the work that I do and improving my hobbies. Sure. Just learning new things. Otherwise, I hate busy work. I'm, you know, I'm not going to spend the time that I have cleaning sure. crap and like fixing crap you know i like fixing a computer you know i'll yeah. fix the problems you're having with your database but sure. you know i'd rather pay somebody to come and fix my cabinets yep. i could probably do it myself of course you know but it's not time well spent it isn't it's just yeah. not i have a i have a certain block of time each day and if i you know once the basic needs are taken care of mm. i want to spend that time watching netflix and knitting or playing a video game i mean that's yeah, no, I agree. I really do. No, I agree. I agree so much because some people, you know, I, I use this example all the time. Is some sometimes, or so many people are so okay with driving from here to New York City or going to New York City yeah. every single day. And right before I started my own company, I got an ama- I got a really good job offer. It was like one hundred fifty thousand dollars to go to New York City every day. Mm. And some people that are going to listen to this and be like, "You're an asshole," but. And I declined it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so many people are like, you, dec- you declined that, that much money and, and 401k and health benefits and this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, yeah. They're like, why? And I did the math, but you spend you like, do. if I did it for 40 years, you spend 2,000 plus days, mm-hmm. which is X amount of, you know, yeah. eight or nine years, mm-hmm. essentially. Sitting on a train or sitting in traffic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I just, I will not do that. No. I value my time. There is no amount of money that's enough to spend your life doing that. Yep. And then you're miserable. Right. You're sitting next to sweaty, yeah. nasty people on the train. Not saying everybody's sweaty and nasty, but. I've but inevitably, my... that's the person I'm next to. Yeah. Oh, they, <laughs> always, without fail, or, is my. Or the gross. tiny, petite lady who's talking loudly on her cell phone yep, the entire yep. time. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I, I could never bring myself to that i did it i did it for for years and i hated it i really 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 hated it and it 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 was my endless goal to get out of it and it was yeah it was the place that i mentioned before where luckily i was able to learn a lot on the job and i was able to get myself into a situation where i was then able to get a job on long island 10 Mm -hmm. minutes from my house because of skills and because i was getting a master's degree too the but you know but I did it, and I've had chances to do it again for a lot more money. And one time I did do it for one year because the job I was at, the company went out of business, and I was like, "Crap, I got to get a job right away." So I managed to get a job sure. even before I got my pink slip, sure. you know. But that was back in the city, sure. and I did it for one year, and I was like, "Nope, nope, nope, nope." nope you write nope, your one nope, year nope, off and nope. done. Yep, I am not uh, doing this anymore. You know, we I just went to New York City on Saturday. And I resent everything about New York City. There's nothing I find enjoyable there with no. the exception of... Especially in the winter. <sighs> oh, absolutely. Spring and fall are the only two times yeah. I like to travel in New York City. Yeah. But we went into New York City, myself and my girlfriend, for her friend's party. And I was like, I just I hate going to New York City. She's like, why? And I'm like, because it's four, five hours. Right. We're going in for three hours. Right. We're spending more time what? traveling. Yep. If I, I have a... I, 
I have a mathematical algorithm that I've actually made for <laughs> myself. If I'm not spending at least the amount of time that I'm traveling plus 50% where I'm going or going to be, I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. Unless there is a significant financial gain attached to it, you know, going to a business right. meet or something like that. That's different. That is the only right. time. If we're if it's gonna take five hours to get in, I better be in the city for eight hours. Yeah. For whatever <laughs> we yeah. do. I could care less about what it is, but whatever we do, we better be in there for at least eight hours. Because I do not want to you know, be there. Oh, how was your night? Well, it was great. We just sat on the train all night. Right. We saw some people and then we sat back on the I train. I mean, I would night. do it for a show or, you know, Broadway show or something like that. You know, some, that you some, an extraordinary experience yes. that you're not going to have any yes. other way. That is the only other right. exception. But that, but I'm not, but to do it on a day to day basis, it's like it doesn't seem that bad, but until you actually do the math and you realize you're spending, you know, because I was taking the train in, then you have to take the subway. So it was an hour and 45 minutes door to door. So it was an hour, you know, twice a day. Sure. So that's three and a half hours out of every and single day. Who works 40 hours a week? Honest of course not. So you're getting home at eight o'clock at night, yep. you know, and it's just, then you have, and, and every week because you can't do any, everything's so expensive in New York and you don't want to schlep stuff back and forth on the train. Mm-hmm. So all errands have to be done on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So then you spend your entire weekend I don't even like going, going to, to CVS and going to Costco and going to stop and shop and you do nothing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're exhausted when you get home at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you're wiped out, you know, and your whole weekends were spent just in service to being able to go back to work again on Monday. Takes, takes and I don't want to do it. Yeah. Your relationship with your family yeah. and friends. All, you know, all these things that I'm like, it's just, there's no, you know, there's no amount of money you could put to me going to New York City. It would have to be, it would have to be, I think, I think I told the recruiter my number was 200 plus. Yeah. I was like, and, and you can do that for a few years. Yes. And then take you the take the money and run. And then it also sets your income level at a certain level that it's easier to maintain when you go somewhere else. Yes. It puts your um, value, it gives you experience. You know, so for that, for young people... I don't think that it's the worst thing. You know, I, if I had to do it all over again, I would do it again mm-hmm. because it definitely gave me a leg up. But the yep. goal was always to not do sure. that. When I when I see people who are my age, I have this conversation all the time with people who are convinced that they can't get a well-paying job on Long Island. That you know, they go to the city. It's the most absurd thing I've ever. Heard. I know it's it's absolutely invalid. You know, you but just haven't looked hard enough. And and they haven't done the math because they're just not taking into account. How much money it costs to take the train, take the subway, buy your lunches there or mm-hmm. whatever. Even if you're bringing lunch from home, nobody brings lunch from home. They always say they're going to and they don't, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it's really it's really expensive to commute. You know, it's really expensive to work in New York. And if, and if you legit do the math, it is you make more money on Long Island, even if they're paying you less. Yep. You just do. Yep. Plus. How much how much is your time worth that you're willing to give up three and a half hours of your day? You know, if you break it down to an hourly rate, like if you take that $150,000 they offer you and you break that down to an hourly rate that includes your commute Mm -hmm. and compare that to the hourly rate of a job on Long Island that might pay you $50,000 yet less, you make more money here. Uh You know? I told people that and they're like, that's stupid. You should go for the money. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like you are. I, Plus, I'm you have like, to pay, you know, taxes and this. Sure. Like, uh, yeah. It's I'm like, just, it comes out to be almost the exact same amount of money for me to go to New York City yeah. if you equate all the hours. Yes, will it be more, but I'm still. I'm. It's like working overtime every single day right. forever. Right. Who wants to do that? 
overtime is overtime, not day regular time. Right. You know. I, and and don't get me wrong, for anyone that's listening too, I have a lot of blue collar friends that that go to New York City on a regular basis, and nothing against those guys. They also tend to do a lot better than most people, and that's what they sign. That on the flip side of things, that's also what they signed up for. A lot of these people complain, but they signed up for. And it. some people love it. You know, some they may complain, but they really do. They like the hustle and they bustle. Love they like it. being there. They like. The feel, you know, it's it makes them feel like a man or a woman or whatever to go on that train and mm-hmm. bring that briefcase and like. Guy comes to my bar, he's yeah. like, dude, I love New York City. I'm like, why? I'm yeah. like, I hate everything about it. He's like, dude, I go in, I feel so alive. Yeah. And I'm like, he's like, it's just, it's just all this energy. Yeah. And I'm like, for you, I right. feel like I'm getting extracted in the yeah. most painful way possible. And I think that that's an introvert, extrovert thing. Yes. You know, because I'm a real introvert. So all that time spent with other people. I have nothing left when I'm done, you know, even if I'm not yeah. interacting with them, just being around them, uh-huh. you know, I feel like I'm in the matrix and I'm a human battery <laughs> and they're just sucking my life, you I know. See, I'm like half and half. Yeah. I could be, I could sit inside and play video games for nine hours straight yeah. and have no interaction with anybody. And then I could, you know, this week, for a great example, I was out of my, I don't even, I barely even saw my office this week mm. with the exception of maybe a handful of hours here and there. And... You know, I feed off that energy, but not that energy. The other thing is the matrix of control, right? So some people have a need for more control, and some people have a need, you know, they they don't need the control. They thrive on reacting to things that are controlled by other people. Sure. You know, so I think a lot of the people who wind up loving working in the city are people who thrive on reacting rather than being the ones in control. Because you're not in control of your life when you're working in the city. You're just not. You know, I, you know, for that it doesn't really bother me. I have no preference in that. Yeah. It's just my thing is just time. Yeah, you know, we got, we we all have such limited time. I, and that's the smart thing is to yeah. figure out what you do value. Like yep. you said, you know, you value time. Somebody else may value experience or may value con, you know, the contacts they make or may sure. value the prestige of working at a company that has name recognition. You know, being able to say I, I worked for blah blah blah. You know, yep. and like for some people that matters a lot. It makes them feel good about themselves. Those you know, are the same people that yeah. have their debates on Facebook about who knows what. Uh, <laughs> now who's stereotyping? Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> hey, I will. I'll, I'll take. I'll take the finger pointing. But I, it's just I could never. You know, I'm totally fine with giving up control, like flying on planes, riding on trains. Yeah, I have no. Problem I don't mean that. that kind of control. It's I mean. Just, like, every day but you're day. making choices. Yes. You're you're choosing how you're, you know, yeah. where you're putting your efforts. You're sure. choosing sure. what you're focusing on and you're yep. choosing how you spend your time. Mm-hmm. Some people want other people to point them in mm-hmm. directions. They're sheep, you know. Yes. They're sheeple. And some people, <laughs> you know. I've never heard that before. You've never sheeple. heard the term sheeple? So I read it on, I read it. And it, it's, it's such so a perfect funny. word. I it really it. is. I saw it the other day on Facebook. And I'm like, sheeple. I'm like, somebody about a spelling error. And I didn't no. even realize until there right now. And it's just for some they oh, just there are a lot of sheeple in this meh, world. following the herd. Yep. You know, and they're happier that way. They're, they're totally fine. Genuinely happier when and somebody else is it. making the decisions. Yep. And that's okay. I mean, it takes all kinds. I uh, am not like that. If you tell me what to do, I tend to want to do the opposite just on principle it's uh-huh. just kind of the way i'm i never grew out of that sure. adolescent 
Sure. Don't tell me what to do. Uh, My husband thinks it's hysterical. Like yeah. He knows. Like, he sees it coming. He'll see somebody, you know, <laughs> and he'll be like, you get this, you know him. You, he course, gets this look course. on his face like he's waiting for it. He's waiting, you know. <laughs> I still got to have him on the podcast. You got to drag him on here. Yeah, he, he'll come. Um, I'll make him. Yeah, I like the sheeple thing. I, yeah. I haven't heard that yeah. before. Um, and and there really is, I mean, it's okay. Like, it's really it's, a valid it's a valid life choice. Just make, just be aware that you're making that choice. Yes. You know, just just acknowledge. Yes, I don't want to make decisions oh, all the time. People. I, I don't just want to be want, the go-to guy. Yeah, uh, I've known people like that who were open and honest about it, and very happy and I, fulfilled I like in their both. life. You know, I'm not. I'm just not. Oh, sometimes I love to be be a sheeple. Like, no. You know, honest to God, I I love. Sometimes I'm like, oh, finally, I don't have to have the answer. Like, yeah. or not even have to have the answer. I don't have to be the guy that everybody turns to. Yeah. There's I somebody else to take that spot for now. I really like being the guy. I really do. It's, it's you know, it, it was one of the things about 10 years ago when I kind of took stock of my, you know, what do I want to be when I grow up, you know? Sure. And like, you know, when you, I have found whenever I've been job hunting or career hunting or whatever you want to call it. Sure. That, and, and it works with people too, like when you're looking for a significant other, you know, sure. is that instead of thinking about like, you, you think about what kind of experiences you want to be having. Mm. You know, it's not about, oh, I want to be coding in C++. It's about, <laughs> I want to be the the expert or, sure. or I want to be solving problems or I want to be, you know, just following direction, whatever, you know, whatever it is, you know, I want to be not important and I don't want to be in the spotlight. I just want to be making the contribution that I'm asked to make. Sure. You know, there's a lot of valid things, you know, but I realized that I want to be a guru. Like that was my goal. I sure. want to be the one who has the answers yeah. that just, you know, and I love learning like every day I want to learn something new and more. I want to know everything, All you know, and I don't, and I often say, I don't know that, but that I don't see that as a bad thing. I see it as an opportunity to learn something else. You I know, think the three words I don't know are the biggest strength anybody can yeah. have. Cause if you could say, I don't know, you can take that two ways. I don't know. And I'm not going to care. Right. Or I don't know, but I could figure it out. I don't know is different than I don't give a shit, which yes. is... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, I always give a shit. And if I don't, I'll just tell you, you uh, know, you but... also tell people that they, uh, the truth they don't want to hear. Yeah. And they don't always like it. Right. Uh, you know, people are like, why don't you give a shit? And I'm like, honestly, because what we're dealing with right now mm. is so inferior on the right. grand scheme of what I'm trying to do that there's not even a, there's not even a reason for me to lose an ounce of sleep over this. But I mean, it was it was a weird thing for me because being a guru and like being the one who knows things like to me that always seemed like an arrogant thing. Like for me to say I'm a guru, like that's oh, you know expert. how obnoxious is that? Like who am I to say I'm an expert on something? Uh, honestly, this is something I still how dare I? You know, I, I still struggle with it. Sure. But but I really love sharing my expertise. You know, sure. I, it's not just that I I really want to. I like, that's why I teach, you know, because I like being able to share, I have this knowledge and I can share it with people and it can make their lives better in some sure. way, you know, and I really love that aspect of it, you know, sure. and it's what I do as part of my consulting business too. It's, it's not just, oh, well, I'll do things for you because I do do that. But I also have like a package that I offer my customers sure. of like, you know, 
every every month they get a certain amount of time with me and I will spend that time mentoring them, teaching them, sure. you know, helping them, optimizing things, making things better, you know. You know, so so it's they can learn and grow, and it's not just they're giving me money yeah. and I'm giving them some com- you know. company optimization. Right. You know, it's, I'm a firm believer in life optimization. Yeah. You know, I, I just spoke about this on an earlier episode, but you know, I, I was like, oh, you know, I'm thinking about buying a Roomba robot for mm-hmm. my for my room, mm-hmm. and I live I I live above a two car garage, so it's a it's a fairly large room, mm-hmm. and you know, my girlfriend was like, that's so stupid. Why would you spend money oh, on that? Awesome. They're awesome. Oh, and I'm just like, but if my room can stay clean without me spending 20 minutes a week vacuuming, right. why would I not get it? Right. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I, the amount, of, you know, think about it. If I spend 60 plus minutes in, a month vacuuming my room, right, and I could spend that money on a little robot that I just have to dump out every day or so. Why would I not get this little device? Right. You know, and it's back to the value of time versus mm-hmm. money. Yeah. What do you value more? Do you value saving that money and spending your time vacuuming? You know, I tell everybody, I'm like, I cannot wait to have landscapers and mm-hmm. um, people that clean my house. Yeah, I like, just started getting cleaners about a year ago, and it's and, and landscapers. Sure. It's so awesome, and they're so cheap. I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah. it's really cheap. You know, because they're doing it all day, right? It's the same thing. I mean, I pay them seventy five dollars every two weeks. It takes them about an hour, you know, to clean my whole house. Yeah, you know, I don't. It's already pretty clean, right? They're because cheap. they're keeping it clean. Yep. You know, it's you know, that's in my eyes, that's money well spent. Absolutely, you know, Be- and and it it always you know. Th- there's a part of me because of where I come from or whatever that believes that you shouldn't spend money on something you should do yourself, you know, but I wasn't doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't yeah. like to do yeah. it and I wouldn't do it. So I'm it wouldn't. good at it. Right. I, I take so long I have to friends clean. who love cleaning. I have friends who, who enjoy it. It's like, it's like, like meditation for them. Yes. You know, and I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like, like to do. torture like for me. A video game? Exactly. Like to me, just like. It's just painful. Uh-huh. It's horrific, too. you know. I, I, so I pay seventy five bucks, and somebody relieves me of that torture and pain, uh-huh. and I have a clean house. Yep. And it, what you do when you're not cleaning probably equals more than what they charge. Well, all, I mean, the other thing I would say is, okay, it's I understand it's great that you don't want to pay somebody for something you could do yourself, but if you're not doing it and you should be doing it, then just pay for somebody to do it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like if you're not doing your cleaning so your house is a sure. crap hole then you should probably get somebody right. to do it even you know I, i'm just even when i was poor like i used to have to go you know didn't have laundry mm-hmm. you know i'd have to go to the laundromat so but i found out at one point that you know they'll fold your they'll wash and fold your clothes for you it's really not much more expensive than it is to have to to, to wash, to there, wash yeah. there yep so for 30 bucks i give you 30 bucks and i come back tomorrow and i pick up Two whole bags full of washed and cleans and folded laundry. I met a guy. And I didn't have to sit in the laundromat for hours to do it. He picks it up at your house and delivers yeah. it back to you now. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you are got you got to be minting money. He yeah. goes, oh my god. He goes, I just have a guy go out one day. They does the route. They wash all night. They bring it back to yeah. you in the morning. And 
Seven days a week. And I didn't have to spend all day in the laundromat. So when I was, you know, when I was poor and I was a single mom, you know, people would say to me, oh, you're spending that money? I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Sit in the laundromat with my kid for four hours every Saturday? Because that's what you have to do when, you know, when you have kids, you got to wash clothes. So it's like, that was a much better use of both of our time and money, you know. And time you'll never get back. Money. And I think about all those hours I played video games with my sons that I couldn't have played video games with my sons sure. if we were in the laundromat. Uh, it's just I'm a firm believer in, in double down on what you're good at mm-hmm. and figure out what you're not good at. Yeah. I know that I've, you know, I like to learn and I'm one of those people that I'm a firm believer and I can learn how to do a lot of things mm-hmm. and I want to learn how to do a lot of things. But I also realize very quickly that there are things that I try to learn how to do that I will just never be good at. Never. What's something that you will never be good at? <laughs> something I will never be good at, like really good at to the point where I'd be okay with displaying it, is like construction. I will. Ne- okay. I will. I know how to do construction. I built mm-hmm. this room. Yeah. But I will never be so good that anybody would. I would ever ask, try to even get a job right. doing construction. Same thing with photo editing. Mm-hmm. I do not have an eye for photo editing. I love. Love, love, love taking photos. Mm-hmm. I absolutely do. But I realized that there is no amount of time I could dedicate that is feasible for me to learn how to edit photos. Yeah, some correction here or there. Right. But not like pro-level photo. Yeah. There, and, you know, I would – it's another great example. Yeah, I can figure out how to f- work on a car, but it will never, ever – be good for me to do yeah. it you know it, there's just there's something minor brakes oil yeah i could do that probably quicker than driving it to the place and dropping it off for a couple hours and then picking it up but like oh i need to troubleshoot an engine or something just not that mechanically inclined yeah i'd much rather give somebody else my money and know that i don't have to worry about my car blowing up while i'm driving absolutely yeah. um you know but things that i do happen to be good at is flying a drone who would have thought? I play a lot of video games. Flying a drone is very close to play, playing video games. There you go. Except in real life. I think that I'm a very good pilot. So I, when you fly the drone, do you look at like a screen that shows you yeah. what the where the drone what the drone's seeing? Yep. Or do you look at the drone? Both. Or both? You gotta uh, do both. Uh, you're supposed to have a uh, remote pilot in command, which is usually the drone operator. Yeah. These drones, because there's a camera on it, you have to look back and forth. Yeah. Um, but like flying a drone, I happen to be pretty good at. You know, racing a drone, I don't know. I'm probably yeah. not that good at it, but... As far as, you know, getting the right footage and getting the right angles and being very comfortable with my surroundings yeah. and stuff like that, I seem to accelerate at. Yeah. You know, but editing the footage and color correcting and all that stuff, I'm subpar at best. Uh, you know, and, I've, and I'm okay with that. I just, you know, if I can, I tell everybody that I do drone work for. I'm like, if you can find a photographer, like I'm shooting uh, a couple weddings over the next year or two. And, cool. You know, I'm like, look, I'll do it for free. Yeah. But there's a catch. Get somebody else to edit. The videographer has got yeah. to do all the editing. I'll just give him the SD card. He can take the tell him. I'll tell him exactly what SD card he needs to bring. Yeah. I'll take all the footage. I won't even charge you. I just like doing it for fun, and I like being there. But you got to have him edit the videos because yeah. there's. I. It's just you know I can make a good video, but it's not gonna be. I don't want to sit there and try to make the editing, most amazing wedding video It's a video different ever. art, though. Yeah. It is a different art. People don't really understand that. But editing absolutely is a People different get paid a thing. Lot of money yeah. To do it, you know? And whether it's video editing or photo editing, or I'm a good r- editing of writing. Sure. I'm a much better editor than I am a writer. Sure. 
but I'm a really good editor. Like, I, stump, yep. stuff jumps out at me. Sure. You know, oh, see, I'm the total opposite. Yeah, it Apparently. just. I, I look at, and you know, I was looking at a very professional website for a very big company today, and oh. within two seconds, I spotted a big typo, mm-hmm. which I've probably been on there for a long time, and nobody's, you know, yep. fixed it. Um, they just jump out at me. I've been told, and I don't believe my writing's all that good, but I've been told that my writing conceptually is fantastic. Yeah, right. Your writing's good, but my grammar, awful. Right. But I know that. I pay for Grammarly. Mm-hmm. I make sure I have the right. most up-to-date version of Word. I'll run it through maybe another spell checker or something like that. And then I'll still pass it on you to somebody should. to revise it. And that's why you have. That's why authors have editors. Yep. Because you always have should have somebody yep. else. Um, do, you know, do you know the concept of pair programming? No. So it's pair programming. It's actually really an interesting concept where two people program together okay and one person's typing and the other person's peering over their shoulder and they're either literally sitting at the same computer you know and one person's looking or virtually watching and studies have shown that when people pair program all together making the thing takes less time than if the two of them worked on the thing separately like one work on one half and one work on the other half because they they're much more likely to catch bugs and errors and typos and stuff like that as it's going along. It's only doing a single function, not two functions. Right, and because one's creating and the other's editing, mm-hmm. you know, as you go along. Yeah, and it's always much cheaper and faster to fix bugs during the creation process rather than after the fact. Oh, I can only imagine. You know, so I've always found that just to be a fascinating thing that sometimes just two pairs of eyes, you know, you really would think that one person would be wasting their time. No. Just peering over somebody's shoulder that way. Right. They have to be actively engaged and talking about it together. And that's a tricky thing Mm -hmm. for some people, but you know, Um, but it's highly effective. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. But when you're looking at your own stuff, when you've written something and you're looking at your own stuff, you don't see what's there. You see what was in your head. Exactly. It's the same thing as uh, you ever see those like rally car drivers in like the middle of the Amazon. Yeah. One guy's got a map and a GPS who's trying to do everything, and the other guy's only job is to drive that car mm-hmm. and follow this dude's directions. Yeah. And it's the same concept. My you know? mom and and one of my stepdads used to do rally car races. Really? Yep. In Connecticut. Wow. And she would be the she'd be the navigator. Uh-huh. And he was the driver. And I always thought that was absolutely hilarious because my mother could not navigate her way out of a paper bag. So I just don't really. I never. Because <laughs> you know the insider stuff. I never could understand how that worked. Like, it was just, what? <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's so funny. My mom lived in this house in Roslyn uh-huh. for several years. And she didn't realize that, like, within a quarter of a mile of her house was a shortcut to get onto the um the service road of the LIE. She always went to the main road and it was right. Th- it was just like blocks away from her house. I feel like I years. know exactly what you're talking about. She didn't I realize. The other day. Yeah. Years. I'm like, really? Hysterical. Really? Like, but some people just, and it's funny because apparently that's not being able to do directions is, is something I always thought it would be associated with like math or stuff like that. it's completely not my, Older son, who I love dearly, who was a math and computer science major, excelled at both, and he's a PHP programmer, very, very smart dude, very good with math, gets lost the second he walks out of his house. Like, there's just, he doesn't have that part. Like, really? Ju- I mean, you know, it, of course, he eventually learns, but he just, 
has no sense of direction. It literally is a separate sense that we may not sure. be aware of, I gotta but it's real. Because, I mean, not that I couldn't find my way out of a paper bag, but I'm very, you know, where are we? What obvious signs are we looking for? Not just like street signs, mm-hmm. like... What landmarkers are we looking for? Where's the sun at this hour of the day? Mm-hmm. You know, which way is the wind going? Because the wind normally has, you know, a, 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 a general flow to it. Like, all these different things that, you know, okay, where's the Northern Star? Where's the Big Dipper? Like, all these things that people are like, oh, my God, like, why do you know all these things? And I'm like, well, thank thank you, Boy Scouts. Yes. Appreciate that. Yeah, I took girls. I was in Girl Scouts. Yeah. You know, and, and so many times it's like 4 o'clock and they're like, uh, how do we get home? Before, like, and especially in an area with no service, and you can't get GPS, or it says you're here, but you don't know which way to go out of the street, and you're like, "All right, well, we gotta go west because we're east, and the sun rises in the east and mm-hmm. sets in the west, so we should probably go into the sun." Yeah. And then you're like, "They're like, oh my god, how'd you know that?" I'm like, well, I, "It's not it's rocket so science. weird that yeah. most people don't know that." Yeah. But you know, you think about these these certain these stupid little things that just make life easier. Another one of my stepdads used to like to take my mom on surprise weekend trips. He was really, really good that way. And he could completely fool her. And she was, because she was so bad with directions, like he would tell her, like, you know, she'd say, well, what should I pack for the trip? And he'd say, you know, you got to pack everything because I'm not telling you where we're going. You know, so she'd have to pack like, you know, a bathing suit and like (laughs) ski clothes. I don't know, you know, because he wouldn't tell her like it was just a thing. And they'd get in the car and drive, and she couldn't tell you half an hour later whether they were heading out east or whether they were heading towards the oh airport. Like, she God. was just, like, she wouldn't know. No. Like, oh and, you know, unless she was actively looking at road signs sure, and sure. thinking, oh, okay, now we're in such and such town, so this is oh, such and such. if you get the right person like, the she, yeah, she, she the just car is a tranquilizer. Doesn't. Out. Doesn't know. That's hysterical. I just, you know. I'm a big proponent. My biggest thing is, God forbid something happens, you gotta yeah. know where you are. But my son's dog, on the other hand, <laughs> could navigate the whole neighborhood. My son lives in New Jersey, and his dog absolutely loves me. His dog. He's got three dogs, but the 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 first dog that he got. Sure. That's my. You know, she's my grand sure. puppy, and she absolutely adores me. <laughs> and you know, they'll come and visit, and as soon as they get off the highway, she knows. She knows oh, where they are, yeah. and she starts going berserk in That's the car. So like funny. You know, and it's a long drive. It's from Jersey Three all hours. that way. Yeah, and then, but as soon as they get off the highway, she starts sure. losing her mind. Uh, chickens are very smart. Are they? Uh, at least from what I could tell. Um, there was a one of my old buddies that lived around the block from me. Uh, his neighbor had chickens, and when I say the chickens had no rules, these chickens could walk anywhere, <laughs> anytime. Yeah. I had never once, and I spent a pretty good portion amount of my time there. Never once saw a chicken anywhere outside of a couple hundred yard radius of the house. Never saw a chicken get hit by a car, literally ever. Uh, never saw like a body or anything like that, or nothing that would indicate something happened. There was always the same amount of chickens near the house. They would they would cross the road. They would stop and wait for the car and and come back. Like super intelligent. Like not to, not rocket scientists, obviously, but just like you're like you could smarter be, than squirrels. Oh yeah, I'm like, you, could, <laughs> you could go down to the Great South Bay. Yeah, <laughs> you could do. You have complete freedom right now. But you always well, come back to your Well, the smarter is it just that they have no desire to go anywhere except for their coop. Yes. You know, and to get food and they come back. But they don't Did get you lost. know you could hypnotize chickens? 
Yeah, I feel like I did. I feel like I've seen that on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> my st- one of my stepdads tells hilarious stories. He grew up on a chicken farm, and they would like you take apparently you like take a stick or your finger and you draw a line in the sa- like towards the chicken, and somehow that hypnotizes it. I don't get it. What? Yeah, I don't get it. But apparently, and he and his brother used to have these contests to see like if you could hypnotize a whole line of chickens before like you got to the end of the line then have to come back and hypnotize them oh again oh my god it comes literally right up yeah chicken hypnotized how, yeah watch you, how we hypnotized we'll watch this are they doing like it's a line yeah they're literally drawing a line right and it it makes them like stunned for a minute or so oh my god it's like it's probably something with their eyes yeah because it's just because they're not predators so their eyes are uh, uh on the two sides of their oh, head, the two sides yeah. Of the head. Predators have eyes yeah. forward. Non-predators have eyes on their sides. Hence, deer. Why deer can yeah. always see you and they're hard to hunt because they'll just see and they track motion very or well. Or is it? Mate, I wonder if it's like you know a deer in the headlights thing. Like something's coming towards them, so they freeze. Oh, probably. I wonder if that's what it is. I I would bet you money that that's probably it because. Mm-hmm. But that would seem like the wrong thing to do if you're a chicken and something's rapidly coming toward you. You well, you know they you look would at you from the side. They don't look at yeah. you head on. And if they if they do, they always tilt their head because they need to yeah. escape. Going, We're predators. The reason why we have eyes on the front of our heads is for depth perception. Mm-hmm. So we know when to attack. How far we are from the chicken. Yes, because mm-hmm. if we don't know that, we can't hunt. You know, and that's why it's very hard to play or do sports or anything with things moving back and forth in perception with one eye. A lot of people struggle with one eye because they can't. Yeah. There's there's no. You know, when you look at something, you're getting two angles. Yeah, I've had problems with one of my eyes where I've occasionally, like, had to not wear a contact in that eye. So I don't be walking around with one contact in. And I'm very, very, very blind without them. So it essentially would be, you know, (laughs) one-eyed and, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) knocking into corners. Um, Chicken, I love chickens. Chickens are cool. Like, the noise they make is so calming. Not, Not roosters. They're... But dinosaurs. chickens, they're just fascinating. And they're just, they're like, bah, bah. there's a, there's this like farm stand place up in Huntington. Um, What's it called? Kerber Farms. My farm works there. Amazing place. Amazing I gotta place. go there again. Oh my God, it's so good. But you can sit in the in the yard sure. in the back and they have a chicken coop. Yep. And so you sit and you have your little lunch at this table next to the chickens and they're just, it's just so calming and like. Chickens, we need more chickens all over Long Island. I've seen more why. chickens lately. I've, it's becoming a fact. Yeah, it's a thing. And um, there's a large Hispanic population near where I live. And I've seen chickens running around there in that neighborhood. Chickens are... They eat ticks, too. They eat ticks mm-hmm. and they eat mosquitoes. Mm, yeah, we do need more. That we would need a lot solve a lot of problems. Chickens. We should just uh, all get chickens. We also need more... I mean, they're gross when you have a lot of them, but if you have a couple, and I, I knew somebody who had done like this wholly like self-sustaining chicken coop where they design it and it never smelled. It They design it in such a way with like these hay bales and stuff so that they, as they kind of decay, it provides warmth for the chickens. So oh, wow. like, you know, it yeah, was yeah. like this whole circle of life thing. And then they had a garden like right outside sure. the chicken coops. And then they would let the chickens go and the chickens would eat the bugs off mm-hmm. of the garden and stuff. You know, so it was like this little ecosystem yes. that was self-sustaining. And, you know, mm-hmm. it was really cool. We need that. We need, I think it's possums. Possums eat ticks. I uh, like possums too. 
I know people think they're ugly, but I think they're cool. I think that we, so I'm in, because of one of my customers, I am in most of these mom groups on Long Island. <laughs> I didn't know there were mom groups. Oh my God. There are a lot of mom groups. I have, I could claw my eyes out after going into these groups. These groups make me batshit crazy. The batshit is extremely toxic. Um, these moms have the most unrealistic <laughs> expectations of life forever. What kind of groups are these? Just uh, squads of moms. Bayport moms, uh, Sable okay. moms, Patchogue moms. So they're just grouping together because they're moms. Yes, okay. because they're moms. Their momhood Sometimes is their... Sometimes guys get in or something okay. like that or they fake a profile to get in. Okay. Once you're in, nobody's going to fact check okay. you. So these are online chat. Online chat, like, yeah, okay. forum, Facebook groups. Okay. And one of these moms was like, I can't, be- I can't believe... I think it was in the Massapequa. She was like, I can't believe that there are... Uh, Mice running around outside my yard and on my yard. And I'm like, lady, first of all, we came in, took all their shit, first of all. Second of all, they're not in your house. Why are you complaining? Just right. let the poor animal run around. He's not he's not clawing your car. He's not destroying anything. Yeah. The, all the dude is looking for is some, for some food. And if you take care of your garbage, he ain't going to get into it. Right. It's literally that easy. And like these mom, all these moms just have these unrealistic, and the things they talk about are way too profound, or have pro- prolific. I think that's the word information that I can't say on the podcast, but mm-hmm. it's all feminine things mm-hmm. and things like that. And I'm like, too much information, kind of oh, stuff. Oh yeah. my god! But like, I get a notification that so and so commented on so and so, and it's a viral post, and somehow. You know, not my name gets thrown into it, but I get notified about this, and I just try to go through my Facebook notifications, and I'm like, oh, my God, why do I sit in here? This is, like, this is worse than torture. Why are you in those groups? Because, so there's a thing called Long Island Loyalty, and it's a group. uh, I don't really know how the whole thing works because I'm not a part of it, but one of my customers is. And their goal is to promote you as a business. So because I run the marketing for this company, I and he had, does not check Facebook, I had to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And the things, like, they just complain about. They complain about the dumbest things. Like, you know, does anywhere, anyone have any recommendations on places to eat on, you know, in on Long Island? Well, we have this fancy thing called Yelp. Mm. Which will literally tell you what thousands of other people recommend. Yeah. You know, oh, screw him. Fuck that guy. He runs a shitty company. They did this. They they said this to me. I can't believe they said that to me. And I'm like, you kind of sound like a bitch. Yeah. I kind of see probably why he treated you the yeah. way he did. You know, just, you know, being an outsider and all, you know, I don't really know. You know, I don't know all the information. Right. So I can't, I can't say that. But I'm like, the fact that you need to go trash talk this guy with a thousand moms. Yeah. You know, and these moms can make or break companies because they'll just, you know, they'll tell their husbands they can't go there, yeah. they'll tell the kids they can't go there, and they'll starve that company out of business because somebody had a bad interaction with them because they're they're an asshole. But, you know, it's funny because it kind of comes back to what this whole conversation started about, which is that stuff is just so, you know, people can see things in completely different ways. My favorite Mexican food place is this hole-in-the-wall place which is Dave's Goldmine Mexican Grill, which is in Greenlawn. And I abs, so I know, I'm sorry. but Dave's Goldmine. Yeah, Goldmine Mexican Grill. I love Dave, and I love <laughs> his food. And I've been going there for decades, you know. It's, it's a small place. The sure. food's great. It's cheap. It's always fresh, and I really love it. And I went and looked at his reviews on, like, Google and stuff, and people were complaining about the rude, 
I mean, a woman that works there, whatever. And I know who the rude woman. It's one. It's it's either his daughter or his his ex wife. You know, and they're just brusque. They're just like they're not kissing ass. They're just because they're fed up. Casual. Well, they're the just food. casual. They're just like this is their life. They yep. spend literally all their time mm-hmm. in this place. He, yep. you know, he never leaves that. Like he, he that's his, yeah. he's there. F- at more than 12 hours a day, yep, like every single life, and... and his family's in there with him. So it's just like they're at home. You know, mm-hmm. they talk to each other. They talk to the customers like they're family members. So sometimes it comes off as rude and brusque. Yep. But they're just, you know, I don't know. I'm and not. Also... If I want to be like, have my ass kissed, I'll go to a French restaurant and, you know, mm-hmm. where I'm going to have somebody put a table, you know, a place thing in my lap and blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. if that's what you're looking for. There's places you can go to but get that. But if place, I'm going for a Mexican takeout, yeah. yep. you know, a place that has four little tables, I'm not expecting that. Yep. You know, but I do love that they like me and they've known me for so long and he gives me free flan all the time, you know, and because, <laughs> you know, and half the Good. time I'll say, oh, I forgot, you know, oh, I wanted a soda, I forgot. He said, oh, take it, take it. Like he's always giving me free stuff. Yeah, 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 but you've been a loyal Right, I'm family, years, yeah. Every single week, I'm in there dollars. at least once every week. Sure, sure. The uh, that value is so hard to find. Yeah, you know, but and, but it's a different. You know, people. I see them differently because my expectations are. Different. I'm not expecting. Sure. You know, you got to read the reviews too that people leave because sometimes you know I try to leave really only five star reviews. Otherwise, I just don't rate places because right. I don't want to ruin their reputation. Right. Occasionally, I leave a four star review, but I put why it's four stars. Right. You know. Hey, this place is really good. You know, there's a place uh, called Pigs on a Wing over in Lindenhurst, and they don't do any advertising, and it's a little mom-and-pop shop. And I was speaking to the lady, she's like, yeah, we literally took all the money we had and built this place. Mm -hmm. And we stumbled upon it because it had good Yelp reviews. I think I gave them a five-star review, but in the five-star review, I'm like, this place is great. But just be aware, don't come here to expect to sit down for lunch. Right. There's, there's like, nowhere to sit. And if somebody's sitting there, good luck. But the food is off the wall good. It's not so, a fancy place. It's not a huge place. You're yeah. not necessarily going to bring a first date there if you're trying to impress them with how, sure. you know. But if you want, take, right. take, take out and make it a nice little dinner right. home. Right. Or if you want a friendly, casual, you know, comfortable place where you mm-hmm. can sit and watch TV while you're eating, you know, because sure. they always put the TV on. Sure. Yeah. You know, that's, that, you, it's it's setting setting expectations and, yeah. and you got to see the full and that's you know that's the other thing i love about these yelp as opposed to these mom groups yeah so and so trash talks them now other moms don't go in there then they can't offer a good opinion or then they say oh so and so bad mouthed it so i'm gonna bad mouth it well it happens on yelp too i mean you, you you know it's like a phenomenon that like you know bad yelp reviews you can pay somebody to put bad oh, yelp, yeah. yelp reviews up yes. to ruin a place you know um, Yes, but you got to realize too. You and you know, can't get rid of them once they're there I either. No, there's really no way. Well, you can mark them as not. Uh, I mean, that's the weird thing is valid. is that, um, like, as you said, people will only bother to post reviews if they've had a great experience or sure. a horrible experience. Yep. You know, there's if no really, in if it's just okay, they're not going to be bothered. Sure. Um, I think that that's the thing for you what? as part of your whole marketing thing is to like. It's got to be a better way to get more feedback from people, you know, mm. to get feedback. Surveys. Yeah, but but something more immediate, like little little surveys, like one question surveys, immediately when somebody's placing an order or something like that. Just little little ways to get feedback, Even where where they're survey. not where they. 
two seconds right. to do. You know, as soon as your transaction's right. done. Immediately. they yeah. sign up or they've been on, you know, if you're a service company, you've been on for a little while, send them a survey. But even do even if you do two question surveys and you can, you know, scatter every couple of months, change the question or send. What was your what was your favorite thing? And what, did, what was your yeah. least favorite thing? Yeah. Done. And just really, you know, I really do think that if getting more feedback and not just getting the extremes of opinion, but getting the middle of the road opinion. Sure. I think that that's an area for companies to do marketing to, you know, put more focus on rather than just collecting reviews. Even if you're not a marketing company. You know, if you own a company, you know, if you sell a good or service, not not so much a service because service is a little harder, but if you sell a good and you have some kind of money coming in and out, your customers will tell you exactly what they want. You know, if, if you are on a retail shop or whatever it is, Ask for their feedback and not feedback in person because they'll never tell you right. what they would tell. They won't. Uh, you know what they will tell a right. keyboard, but say, "Hey, do you mind if I follow up with you with a questionnaire?" And if you can, just it's ten questions, please. It yeah. tremendously help our business. What would you? What was your least favorite part about the buying experience? Mm-hmm. If it's too much money, well, that's you know you can't really do anything about it. But if it's you know if it's too cheap and you think there's more value, maybe then you leave money on the table. And 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 try nine questions, not ten. For the same reason people do nine ninety nine instead of ten dollars. Yes. Oh, that's very true. You know. Um, you Just, know you tell them it's a nine question yep. survey. What products do you want to see? See us carry, you know? Yeah. And if you see that there's an overwhelming amount of, hey, I want you to carry XYZ from yeah. XYZ company. Well, great. Yeah. Now I have a target of what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and all these companies, the the biggest companies in the world have, have asked for their customers' feedback, but they listened. Well, that's also the other thing that that when you do listen, when you do get feedback and you listen, like make a big deal out of it, you know, like yep. prominently display that thing that you're now carrying because of feedback and say you're because of your feedback, we're now carrying this, yep. you know, something like that. Like and that encourages people to give feedback more because sure. they're like, hey, that's really cool. They listen. Yeah, they listen to us. You know? yep. So do you do do you do any like data mining with the Facebook comments like uh, for your customers like is that do you do can you get, be a little more specific meaning do you download um facebook data and you know you do searches to see if you're that company's mentioned or anything like that i will review almost every single comment that comes through to, but you manually do it yeah most of my com- most of my customers are not getting a crazy amount of comments on a regular mm-hmm. thing so i will see it but I do like that. Uh, what I do search through also is a lot of their analytics of who's viewing, when they're viewing, the gender, the you know the demographics of who's going into these things, mm-hmm. because that can also tell you what direction you should go in and what you should show these people and stuff like that. You know, I've, one thing I've recently found out is people love to see other people mm-hmm. and not in high resolution pictures. Mm-hmm. They want to see a quick picture on the phone. Like, I just posted for a client, and it was a picture of literally a tool in a package. And it's gotten the most hits out of, like, anything that, you know, I find all these super high-resolution photos and great information and this. And this is literally just a, a, a quick photo yeah. and a, so a little blurb about what it is and, and different things it offers. And people are liking it like crazy. I'm like, I, I, I spend hours looking for quality pictures to put on these people's Instagram, you know, cause sometimes I can't always go get the photo, you know? And I'm like, this is what people want to see. I'm like, look now I, now I can keep targeting it, targeting it and targeting it and targeting it. 
And with that, now the bigger the following, now we can run surveys on yeah. Instagram stories or Facebook and say, what do you guys want to see? You know, do you like this or do you like this? What do you think this would be valuable? Do you think this would be valuable? And it doesn't have to be all at once. It doesn't have to be those nine questions at once. It could be once in a while. People will click yes or no or, you know, maybe or I'd be interested or not interested mm. or whatever it right. is. You know, it's not that difficult to get your feedback from people. You got to listen to their feedback. Yeah. You know, if somebody says, hey, I don't want to see your stuff anymore. And if you send me something that's trying to, you know, sell me, most people don't want to be sold ever. Right. Let them buy. You know, that's that's the other thing I go by. And people drives my customers nuts. I'm like, stop selling. They're like, what? Nobody's going to buy anything. I'm like, because they will. You have to. They have to know that you're an expert. They need to have a need for what you have. And they right. want to. They don't want to see, oh, we have this on sale. You know, this. look at this can. It's the greatest can in the world. And it's green and all this. You don't know. They just. They want to say, oh, you know, what were the experiences of other people? Yeah. Does it taste good? All these different things. One of the funny things I see, like in a trend in online advertising, which I always think is just so ridiculous, that I always get sent, you know, because, you know, they're always showing you ads based on where you've been and what you've done. I, st- I start to see ads for stuff that I've already purchased. It's like, I oh, just yeah. bought this. Like, I want you to buy it again. But I'm not gonna. Like, I just, you know what I mean? Like, it's that, it just, to me, it just seems like there's something wrong with the algorithm in a way, you know. You and mess with their ads? No, I've thought about it though. That that you can do that too with like a Google Chrome. You know, yes. like if you have somebody else's Chrome, you know, you yes. can like go and do some weird searches and like yes. yeah. I have spent. Uh, a I could fair do that for my son because I have his Chrome login. Oh, that's it's, awful. It's it's kind of like. It's kind of like um, with Netflix, like sure. you yeah, know, oh, my yeah, yeah, yep. son had my before they started. Before they started, now they have separate, you know, yeah. users. But initially, they didn't, and my son would completely mess up my Netflix algorithm oh. because he would be watching, you know, all these yep. martial arts things, which sure. is not what I want to watch. Uh, I did that on I can't say whose computer, but a while back I did it on uh, a colleague's computer, and I had searched. <laughs> Uh, female pleasure products. We'll just mm. leave it at that. And I did quite an extensive search on them. <laughs> and <laughs> a couple couple days later, XYZ person walks in and goes, who's on my account? Who's searching these things? And I'm like, I couldn't tell you who's doing it. And it just shows you all the know. things that I was searching. I'm like, oh. Start searching for like duct tape and handcuffs. You know, all <laughs> of it. All of it. Female pleasure products. Well, I'm just thinking the, like the best is the you're going to be like triggering FBI warnings. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> uh, you know, handcuffs or whatever it is. And the best part is it always recommends other products. Speaking of FBI. Oh, goodness. My younger son. Did I tell you this? My younger son actually had the FBI showed up at our house because of stuff that he good. posted oh, in a group. Really? When he was in junior high. When he was in like sixth, seventh grade. And how old is he now? He's 18 now. Okay. But it, but the FBI showed up like a year and a, like two years ago, like oh two or three, God. like, you know, he was like in 10th grade, I think when uh, the FBI came and it was like four Where years later. Yeah. Literally. To, I was, I was coming home. Was it from here? podcast it could have been well that was six months ago because i didn't go anywhere Mm -hmm. but i was coming home and i get a call from hubby saying you gotta get home and i'm like why he's like no aiden called me he's like the fbi are here i'm like what you know (laughs) 
We are not cooking meth in the basement, and we are not hacking the Pentagon. There is no reason why they should be. Here. Well, we used to. Our tenants used to. We had tenants who were both cops, okay. and at one point, one of them was applying for Suffolk County Police, and he told us, you know, you might have people coming by here and asking well, questions about not it. This is what it's for, and you know, and they would also warn us because one of them wound up being on the anti-terrorism task force in, yes. you know, in the city, and he would tell Heavy us if text. you ever get weird like things in the mail about bomb making and stuff for me, that's why. Like I'm not yeah, yeah, like yeah. gonna make a bomb, you yeah, know. Yeah, I need to know how to right. take care of them. So I, when he said the FBI is here. That's what I assume that maybe one of those two guys who were no longer our tenants, but that they were doing a check on them, sure. you know, which is reasonable, yeah, you know. But he's like, yeah. and, and they wouldn't tell my son why they were there. They were just like, well, I just need to talk to your yeah, mom. Not, yeah, he was, he's not a guardian. Right. So I get home, you know. At least they waited for you. Yeah. Well, they came, yeah, they came back, you uh-huh. know, and we came in and sat down and they are like, you know, we want to talk to your son. I'm like, What? He had been on, I cannot remember the name of the chat platform. It was just a... Not Reddit. No, no, no. It was, but a similar kind of thing like that, where it was like chains that you could get on. And he and a couple of friends had gotten on this chain that he thought was a joke that was Uh making like terrorism related jokes. Like, you know, just... Sure. He thought it was a bunch of other kids that were joking about sure, sure. terrorists, you know, yeah, and yeah. like he he had one of his, I'm not going to repeat it, but he like one of his gaming tags was, a, you know, Osama bin Laden related joke. Like it was sure. just stupid sure. sixth, seventh grade of course. crap. You know, when you're that age, you're dumb yep. and you think stuff like that is well, apparently funny. Apparently now that'll get you kicked out of being a president or a uh, lot of backlash. Right. I mean... <laughs> You know, you think that stuff is funny when you're that age, or, or or Hitler God, jokes or whatever. I think that stuff is funny. You know, and apparently the group was actually used by real terrorists, oh. like real Al Qaeda members were using oh this group God. for to in order to recruit people and stuff. So they were going around and act. They had before they even came to our house. They had gone to the school district. And gotten his school records. They had a whole file on him. They oh knew when they had God. his report cards. They had everything. You know, all of the groups he participated in, all of his online activity, all of his gamer tags, everything. They had his whole life. They did some homework. And he was 16, yeah. you know, at the time when they were coming sure. by. What did you or do 15. as a parent? I'm curious. I, I kind of thought it was hysterical. Uh-huh. I thought it was really funny. Sure. I told him at the time it was dumb and that he shouldn't do it. Just the using of the name. Like, I didn't know he was in that group or whatever. Yeah, but I yeah. told him, I'm like, you think it's funny. It's not funny. Yeah. It's going to get you in trouble. Yeah, like, yeah. you just, you just, it's just not funny. Uh-huh. Like, he didn't understand why people still get their back up about Hitler jokes and Holocaust jokes. I'm like, because it's not funny. It's just not. There's yeah. nothing about it. Yeah. You yeah, know, you, you just can't. Unless you you're know? a comedian. Which even then you got to be very right. careful. Right, there's with. some things that are just not. It's just not funny. Yeah, like you know, and you just don't joke around sure. about things like that. And you know, even if you think it's funny and you have friends who think it's funny, you can't put that stuff out there publicly because there somebody will always be somebody who funny. takes it the wrong. You know, yep. just you just don't. Mm-hmm. So I thought was like, well, that's what you get. You know, my husband did not take it quite as lightly as I do. And it scared the crap out of my son. Like it like it was kind of a life changing 
Yeah, not going to mess with this stuff anymore. Yeah, like, oh, my Lord, you know, there is a file on me at the FBI. They, you know, mm-hmm. they had all of yeah. his, you know, Twitch, all the different games he played, this, all the, the different list. groups that he was on, yep. the names that he uses. To, all of, it was, they know if they want to know you, because they, they had the IP addresses of the people who were in that group. So mm. from the IP address... Yeah, and you're not scrambling your IP address either. He's not. No going. reason to. Of course. You yeah, know, he he's because he's a eleven year old kid goofing. You know, like he's not a terrorist. Yep. He's just just being an idiot. Yeah. So well, we all were. We all did dumb things. But the fact that they would spend that much time and effort investigating somebody who they knew from the get go to be a junior high school kid. You never know. That's when they get you, though. That's when they're trying to recruit you, because they want to get you. When I mean, this is just right. You know. These are things that we think about in the firehouse more so is, you know, who was the likely target? Yeah. You know, because not so much, you know, we're not doing investigations, but, you know, guys, you got to be careful about some things. If there's a bomb in a church or a church just catches on fire, there's first bombs and second bombs. The mm-hmm. second bombs are made to kill the first responders. Right. You know, there's yeah. so many things. Like that happened in Texas. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's so many things that, you know, even though firefighters are just you know people are like oh you know you're a firefighter it's like well they yes we do go through a lot of training and yes a lot 99 percent of calls are bs but you still need to know these things sure you know it's you know as funny as it is to joke around with because there's a lot of funny things to joke around with in this world but you still have to be always have to err on the side of caution yeah everything yeah you gotta you know you know, I'm not an overly cautious person. You know, I, I'm not going to – I like to kind of make a risk assessment, and I think, well, you know, what? what's the probability that something bad could happen because of doing some, you know, X? Sure. And how bad would it be? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what would be the consequences? And if it's, you know, if the likelihood's really small, whatever. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just, you know, I'm not going to sure. worry about flying on an airplane because really the odds of actually crashing – yes, people – Planes crash and people die. Mm-hmm. But the odds of it happening are so small, it's just not worth yeah. one brain cell of worry about it, you know? I agree. And, you know, I, there's I know certain... people like that. They're like, I, I don't like to fly. I'm like, why? They're like, the plane could crash. I'm like, uh, have you heard of these things called drunk drivers? Yeah. There's a lot more of them of on the ground. Yeah, it's much <laughs> more dangerous to walk down the street than it is to be on a plane. It just is. I mean, that's just stuff you're much more likely yeah. to And more than likely, everybody on that plane is trying to get there alive, too. Right. You know, nobody, the, except there are people that are trying to t- not make those planes fly, but the majority of everybody... You know, the plane the mechanics. The vast majority. Yeah, the plane mechanic wants to keep his job because right. it's probably not that bad of a job. Right. So he wants to make sure the plane works. The pilot wants to be done with his day. So if he can get in the plane in the air faster right. and get you there quicker, mm-hmm. he doesn't get paid. Right. At, you know. And it's not to say that bad things never happen, uh-huh. but it's not worth worrying about. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you, you'd never, ever, ever do anything. I just don't, you know. Yep. So there's certain things on the internet, you know. You could be safer or whatever. You could do this or do that, but how much are you going to enjoy living? And how much is, it's just not worth it. Just yeah. Protect, or how much are you going to just live life trying to protect yourself? I, you know, like it's kind of like issues of of like data privacy and stuff like mm-hmm. that too. Like one of my my older son, I got the twenty three and Me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to do that still. But you see who bought him? No. 
Uh, I think it was 23. I can't remember if it was 23 me or Ancestry. Ancestry. Major pharmaceutical. And it's probably Ancestry, but I'll check. You okay. can check. Yeah. Ancestry was owned by the Mormons. Who bought the DNA testing company? I hope that's the right term. Uh, yeah, that works. Ancestry was owned by the Mormon, by the Church of Latter-day Saints. Uh, 23andMe announced on it Wednesday was. that... Uh, See, maybe Glaxo... now I'll never send my test in. What? Oh. I got it a year ago Christmas. Okay. And we just haven't gotten around to putting the spit in the thing and sending it in. And I got them for yeah. my older son and his wife, too, but he doesn't want to do it because he's like afraid of how his data will be used. That Well, that's the thing. So And at, as long as they were independent, I wasn't. But if they're owned by, you know, pharmaceutical companies are the root of all evil. And yes, I mean, they do some good, but mostly bad but most but mostly yeah. uh, their their motivation Black is Hill smith klein is a pharmaceutical company and they bought a 300 million dollar stake in 23andme allowing the pharmaceutical giant to use 23andme's trove of genetic data to develop to develop new drugs but see that can be a really good thing one of the one of the That's one of the, the major one of the major problems with developing new drugs is how freaking expensive it is it's just incredibly expensive to yes. develop a new drug it just is mm -hmm. i have a friend who we do data analytics for a healthcare related company that provides like nurse ambassador programs for certain drugs so sure. you take a certain drug the nurse calls you up help provides you with educational information about it and Talks to you a couple times throughout your treatment just sure. to make sure that you understand that you're complying with the regimen and blah, blah, blah. You know, you're more likely to have a successful treatment if sure. you have some assistance. So some of these drugs are serious things and, you know, you Definitely need a little bit more help. It's yeah. like if you've been diagnosed with diabetes, you're usually going to get a call from your health insurance company from a nurse, mm -hmm. you know, who wants to make sure that you understand and that you're doing what you have yeah, to do. Yeah, you, you know. do this, this, this. Right. Though. It really is true that, that you're more likely to be successful in treatment if you really are well educated about it whatever so i have two different drugs one Keyword, of them well well educated, educated right but one of the drugs is for a disease that when you take the drug the disease is gone mm -hmm. and the other is for is just controls symptoms you know sure. and it's kind of like from the pharmaceutical company's standpoint how much effort do you put into selling a drug that people will never use a second time? Mm -hmm. And that if they, if everybody uses that drug, that disease will go away. Mm -hmm. So your, your ob make planned obsolescence of, you know, your sure. own product will yeah, become yeah. no longer useful. And you spend all those billions so, of right. dollars. So, yeah. so how much money do you spend on that? Yep. You know, so... I mean, they've chosen in this particular case that I guess they still will make profit on it, so it's worth it for them to do it. Sure. But how many drugs are there out there that have been developed that never see the light of day because some, although they may cure, cure something, or, yep. somebody doesn't, you know, want to put the effort into or the money into making it available because sure, no money in it, right? They won't you know, make or a you profit. Charge an astronomical amount of money for a pill because right. you got to make money on it. People get pissed. They think you're the devil because you're trying to make a profit, being a company. 
you know. But when you do data mining and stuff like that kind of thing, it's cheaper. It's a lot cheaper than the slow, horrific process of animal trials and then human trials and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like if you can predict, you know, do a much better job of predicting what medications are going to wind up being effective based on genetics Mm -hmm. and have a better understanding, you know, who your target population should be. You know, you try to give people the benefit of the doubt too. Yeah. You know, okay, great. You know, this company they take all the they take all the data and this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, is it going to be a semi invasion of privacy? Yes. Did you also agree to all these things when you gave them all their information? Yes. You'd be so surprised how much Google knows about you. Right. You know. So, right. Okay, I get <laughs> and it. I, and as long as Google, as long as I'm one of the masses and I'm just a number, you know, I just have an ID. Then who cares? And and there's nobody at Google who's saying, hey, I know Cindy Hosky. She's looking at, you know, she searched for such a, you know. Yeah. I just, I don't care. Yeah. And and if my genetic material is just out there, I don't care. But yeah. what I don't want, and the real concern is, is that your health insurance company gets it and decides that you're not eligible for certain treatments sure. because you have X, Y, Z. You know, that's one of the reasons why we need laws to absolutely guarantee that, you know, you do not lose your health insurance coverage because of pre-existing conditions. Yes. Because the more and more we know about genetics... The more, the more and out. more they're going to say something's a pre-existing condition when you haven't even gotten it, gotten yet. it yet. Yep. You know, so like that's not fair. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and that's, you know, that's. Or that's, charge you more because of it. Yeah. You know, they do your genetic profile when you're a child. Yep. And because of your genetics, you have to pay more for health insurance than anybody else. Like that's sure. not right. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's a business too on the flip side. I know. Of you know, you, it's 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 ethics. What is ethical? I know. What is not ethical? And how far? You know, that is a very fine line of how close you're willing to get to that line before it becomes non-ethical. Well, do you think the fire department should become a for-profit business? Um, for a for-profit business. You got to be a little more. Well, you know, at the fire department, you're business in the business of saving lives. You know, do you think that the fire department should charge money? You know, and you know, I don't think so. Enough Here's money why. so that the fire department, you know, the so that the people who run the fire department are become wealthy, and the people who work there. People become wealthy basic, and well first of all the amount of taxes that we pay here on long island you should absolutely have your house put out if it goes on fire mm. um because there's you pay we everything here is way too expensive thing one thing two is do i think it's a privilege no i think it's a basic human right of safety because if that's the case then police officers and all that also would have to be for profit so why is healthcare for profit this is a whole other can of worms. Mm-hmm. Uh, healthcare, education, and government-backed loans all go very hand-in-hand together. Uh, I don't know how government-backed loans so is in that So the group. government will guarantee your loans so kids go oh, to school. Oh, you mean, okay. They go get these degrees. Then mm-hmm. they realize they can't afford these degrees, but it's a guaranteed loan. They have to pay them off. So they realize they You're can charge more money. Loans. Okay. And then the right. doctors are like, well, I could just charge the pharmaceutical uh, the uh, health insurance companies more because the customer's not paying for it, so the customer doesn't care. So now... They're like, well, I'm just going to build it. Health insurance. Who cares? It's yeah, just, it doesn't work that way. It's, it's just health insurance. Yeah. So, you know, there, there was a great video I posted a couple months back of 
on Facebook of, you know, why health insurance is so expensive. Do I think health insurance is a basic human right? Yes and no. We have gotten so far away from where we were that it's impossible to get back. So in a way, yes, I do agree it's a human right, but I also agree that you shouldn't you should be entitled to basic health care, you know, on an emergency trip to the hospital, but it should have to, you know, in my opinion, it, maybe it has to be classified as, you know, a severe if your leg hurts because you're an idiot and you weren't taking care of yourself, why does everybody else have to pay for it? But if you have a if you have a heart attack or you have something that you can't cure, maybe that's an, that maybe that's the So if the you fall asleep with a cigarette in your hand and your house goes on fire, should you have to pay for the fire department to come and put out the fire in your house? Should you have to pay? Right, because you were an idiot. So your house went on fire. I don't know, and I'm saying I don't know because I've never had that, you know, the fire department I've never has never been a paid system. Right, it's not. That's the so, point, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of it's my point. No, yeah, so... I mean, it's either volunteer it or it's me? paid for by taxes, yes. right? So, I mean, it's just not. But but my point is, gonna, how is that different? How is fire safety different than health? Because to me, it's not different. Because if you if 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 you get measles, well, you pay taxes. You pay into right, yeah, and the taxes insurance. should pay for you know health insurance, and everybody should have it. And and you know, you don't not go to somebody's house because they didn't pay as much taxes as the next person you go anyway yes so you don't decide you know that you're going to provide better service to this neighborhood in an expensive tax bracket compared to that one you just go where the fire is and 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 to me sure and and it and it is it's a public safety issue as well right because if you don't put a house out that's on fire other houses will catch on fire and then businesses will catch on fire in the house you know same thing with health like if you don't take care of disease it spreads disease right but if you caused your own house burning down and you have home insurance they may or may not pick that up right because you burn but that's different than whether the fire department comes and puts it out yes um i don't think the health i don't think that health insurance should pay for your lost wages when you're stupid and break your leg Agreed. But I think that you should be able to just get your leg taken care of and not have to pay for it out of anything but taxes. I don't also disagree. But mm-hmm. you think about also, it. Oh my God, Cortana is really sensitive. Um, think about it. I see both sides. Yeah. I see. I hundred percent see both sides. And I mean, you 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 mentioned something before this idea that that doctors tell the health insurance companies how much they're going to pay them. That's n- no doctors don't say it. They just—it's not coming out of the person's pocket, right? So they could bill the insurance companies. Yeah, but more. it's actually not the way it works. It actually really? is the opposite. The health insurance companies pay doctors far less now than they used to get paid. I believe that. 100%. And the amount that doctors take home has gone down 100%. lower and lower and lower and lower. So the average doctor doesn't it make that much money. Doesn't anymore. make. It's not a high-paying profession anymore. It yeah. just isn't. Yep. You know. It, it, Certain ones, like being an, an anesthetist or something, they're yeah, very yeah. high paying. But depends on what you GP, go into too. But you used to be able to make a good living as a GP. You 100%. can't anymore. It's not. It's a business. Yeah, it's just um, you know, it's, it's because health insurance sure. companies, because they have the the power. Sure. 
they set, that, they though, tell doctors how much they're going to pay them, and if the doctor doesn't accept uh-huh. the what the rate, they can't be. But before they can't that, accept the insurance. It was I believe before that it was the doctors would just bill the insurance companies. Then they realized the insurance companies were getting screwed. I'm like ninety percent sure that that's what happened. Doctors have always billed when people more than they bill insurance companies. I've worked in healthcare before I went to IT. And the doctors, if you're private well, pay. Yeah, but this is back in like the 60s. I'm, I'm talking, this, I'm talking about the was in the 60s. I'm talking about the 80s and 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're private pay, uh-huh. doctors will charge you more than they charge. Really? Yes. So if you know. don't have health insurance. But if you tell the doctor that you don't have health insurance and you're in financial need. They won't. They won't accept you. Oh, my God. They have the ability to refuse you. But even I've... hospital emergency rooms sometimes won't take people. Really? Yeah. That's absurd. There was an article about it in the city fairly recently that even, you know, a hospital, you know, wouldn't take people because they were uninsured. That's a law now. You're supposed to be insured. Now. Yeah. But this was just, this yeah, was yeah. just a few years ago before. It's, you know, it's a very convoluted system. I, yeah. I, you know, I firmly believe that people should have health insurance yeah i also believe that you should have to pick how much health insurance you get i believe in a single payer system i personally i just don't think that it's possible for young people to make good decisions you know about how much health care health insurance they need i just don't think it's possible you know because when you're 21 you just don't think you need it right you really don't think you need it until you do yeah. And then, but then you get like an accidental life and health plan. But you think you don't need that, to, you know what I mean? Like, oh you, my you, god, well, you, how dumb could you be? You are dumb. People are dumb when they're poor and twenty-one and just starting out or whatever, or when they have a new family and they're trying to feed oh. their family. It's just it, it, insurance is one of those things that people do not buy unless they're forced to. They just don't. You know, you just don't. It, yeah. it, it's just you don't want to spend your money on something that you might not need. It just feels like you're paying the insurance companies to get rich while you get poor. It's just when you're desperate, it doesn't – nobody I does see where it. I from. You know, it, it, so to me, sure. systems – and I lived in the Caribbean where it was under a, a sing, you know universal health care mm. system where you got sick, you walked to the doctor. Like sure. it was – yeah, yeah. No, I didn't even have to be a citizen of that place. It was just the way it worked, sure. you know. Sure. That was it. You yeah, went yeah. to the doctor, like yeah. you know. It just makes so much more sense. Like it just, it's just. I do agree. It was. It just, you know, the people who's getting rich are the health insurance companies. Mm-hmm. It's not the doctors that are. You know, it's no, not the healthcare yeah, yeah. system that's raping. The people who need the healthcare system—it's the middlemen. I think that. so. Guess what? Stop making it. I agree. Able to profit off of other people's misery. You shouldn't be able to profit off of. Ill- I I just don't. Not that way. Other ways, yes, but not that way. Not that way. Um. I definitely agree. There. I don't have the sol- like I don't know all the solutions. Sure. Right? You know, I really don't. Sure. I, you know, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of good arguments the, for the problem is people for profit. Allow you know, these companies to make a lot right. of money, and I, then 
it's just gotten very skewed. It's just very. really skewed. And if it weren't so skewed, if it were just that, yes, people were doing well and, and getting well off because mm-hmm. they came up with great ideas that saved other people's lives, I got no problem with that. Sure. You know, I want people to be rewarded for some, being, doing something good. Yeah, but yeah. it's so out of whack now. So I was at a speaking a couple weeks ago, and the owner or president of Zwanger and Pasiri was there. Uh, for anyone who's listening that doesn't know what Zwanger Pasiri is, they are a uh, radiology company that will do CAT scans, CT scans, whatever, the, every kind of scan it's you can imagine. It's a big chain. Yeah. yeah. Pretty big chain. I think it's all privately owned. Mm-hmm. Um, they do very good for themselves. So he, the president of the company said he had a meeting with the president of United Health. I think that's the company. And... He goes, look, you know, we've realized that if people get a calcium CT scan after 40, pre- predominantly men, but women should also get it too, their likelihood of knowing if they're going to have a heart attack goes up tremendously. So people aren't going to just die. Right. They'll and know they can start eating better, exercising, exactly. taking care you know, of themselves. They lower their yep, chance of it happening. Zero to 20, you're fine. 20 to like right. 70, you it's should like probably. It's like getting a mammogram at a certain time. You got to do it. Yep. You know. So, uh, but United Health doesn't cover it. So he goes, I don't understand. We could literally save people. Why are you not covering this? And he goes, because if we covered this and told everybody about it, we'd go bankrupt. That's always their excuse. And it's such bullshit. Oh, probably. It's utter shit. But, you know, but we people right. allow them. Right. But here's the other thing, too. Here, So this is my really big problem with it all. Nobody takes care of themselves the way they should. If you go to a supermarket, 95% of what's in a supermarket is literally garbage for your body. Garbage. I couldn't tell you the last time I had a sip of, a sip of like, soda. Not seltzer. No. Soda. You know, I, I don't even put sugar in my coffee. I, I barely put half and half in my coffee at this point. Now I try to put coconut milk in my, my coffee. The pounds don't fall off unless I stop eating carbs. That's the thing. Like, you and I are still chubby, right? Yeah. You know? So Poor it, genetics. It ju- it, honestly, it just feels like it's... But it's... if I really, I mean, watch every single thing I eat, like, I mean, with a, right. how you should mm-hmm. really eat, the weight falls off. Me too. When you shave out the yeah. when you shave out the cheese, when you shave out the milk, mm-hmm. when you shave you know dairy products, when you when there's zero sugar, I don't my I eat ninety percent dark chocolate. Yeah. It's got li- almost no yeah, sugar in it. Yeah, um, that's bitter. I like seventy percent, nineties. No, ninety. Yeah, wow. yeah. I got a pr- I got a pretty good palate for that kind of stuff. I'm very picky on coffee. Well, too. when you cut out all the sugar, that things five taste grams a lot is, cheaper. Whoo. I mean, to think they taste a lot sugar. I haven't yeah. had a carrots bar. taste like freaking candy when oh, you don't eat sugar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't had a candy bar. I actually had a uh, – my guilty pleasure is a Snickers. Mm-hmm. And I can't even bite into a Snickers because it's so sweet. I have to take a knife and I shave off <laughs> like four or five millimeters at a time and eat it and like let it dissolve and chew it. I'm like, oh, my God, all these textures. I'm like, this is so good. It'll take me to eat a snack size, you know, one of those yeah. little ones that you get on little fun Halloween. Ones, yeah. yeah, It'll take me an hour to eat yeah. that thing. And I'm like, I don't – I used to eat these like it was a cat. like. Pop. I have a bag of candy in my car right Tic-tacs. now. I'll eat half of it on my way home. You know, so that's the other thing, too, yeah. is, you know, these insurance companies, yes, you should be entitled, but at the same time, if you intentionally burned your house down, should the fire department come? Honestly, you know, I'm a firefighter. Yeah, we're going to come because we like being firefighters. Right. You know, that's a majority of it. But – 
you know, if you put it in the profit well, if side I of it. stick a fork in my face, right? That was just me being dumb. But health insurance still covers it. I know. But if I, but if I eat too much sugar... Statistic. You know, I I read this eye-opening study that said, oh, if you eat healthy and don't have too much sugar, you'll live three years longer. I'm like three years longer for a lifetime of depriving myself of something I really want. I get to live to 83 instead of 80. You know what? I'll take 80 and I'll eat my sugar. Thank you very much. I I can't. I I, I dieted. I ate perfect for two years. I lost 75 pounds. I got completely down to my target weight. This was just a few, not too long ago. And I was absolutely miserable. I just couldn't see spending the rest of my life being like that. I like food. Yeah, of course. And I hate thinking about it all the time. Uh I hate thinking about it all the time. So two things. One, my guest before you last night. Last night? No, two guests before you. Uh, This girl, uh, Christine Egan. She got breast cancer, and she ate like a god. She just every – and when I say god, I mean like she grew on vegetables in her backyard. I mean like everything was like as good as it possibly could have been. Always ate organic the whole nine. Still gets breast cancer. That's thing one. Thing two is now I think the biggest problem is you can go out and buy an Arizona iced tea that's as big as this mm-hmm. giant water bottle yeah. for 99 cents, mm-hmm. and that thing has got enough sugar to kill you. Yes. You know, but – Bottle of water is three dollars. Right. You know, a salad right. is f- fucking seventeen dollars. I know it's crazy. But a burger but is a twelve. Bur- right. You can for four ninety nine. You can get a burger and a large fries. Yeah. You, you know, know that's that's you can go the to other Taco thing. Bell and get a big burrito Bell Grande or something yep. for three ninety nine so, plus a large you know a large a gallon of soda. Sure. And they don't have anything at Taco Bell that does not have sugar or caffeine in it. They have sure. nothing that is caffeine and sugar-free. Taco Bell? Taco Bell. Other than seltzer and water. Right. Which is what I always get. I always sure. get seltzer from... Yep. And half of the time, the people don't know that they can give me seltzer. Yeah. I'm like, it's a button on the machine. Oh you you have it. I like, can't... they don't know that they have it. I'll sip soda as a super treat. And when I say sip, I mean one or two ounces yeah. in a glass, like to the point where it's just covering the bottom of a solo cup because that's what we have at my restaurant. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, I wonder what this tastes like. But and dude, uh, if you like seltzer, dude, you got to get yourself the the um, the stream, the, the soda stream. Where do you fill up those bottles? You it's it's you take them to Target and you they give you new ones. It's like 30 bucks for a new one. It lasts me for a month. Really? Yeah. We go through it. No can, you know. And if you like seltzer, yeah. that's absolutely the way sure. to go. And you can get flavorings for it. So, you, you know, sure. just a drop. You put a drop in your glass. Yeah, yeah, you got lemon yeah. or lime or raspberry. Maybe we will. And it's uh, no more cans. It's, you know, yeah. which is the main, one of the main reasons I switched to it. Because I was just well, drinking. Well, I try to recycle. Right. And I always recycle. Actually, get this. I always recycle. But still. I'm very good with recycling. And I, I literally almost never have bottles, water bottles. Right. Because I, drink, I bought this a couple years ago and. Yeah, I don't. My water bottle consumption is going to almost zero. But this is my big thing now with recycling. So Costco for a while sold Lacroix. Mm -hmm. You probably went through two hundred cans and you know you gotta love Lacroix. Right, I know. I never used to drink seltzer, and then he got me hooked on seltzer. Yeah, I drink seltzer. Lacroix has been the entry drug to seltzer for many, many, many people who never would look at seltzer twice. Lacroix, you can't recycle in New York. Yes, you can. I do it all the time. Lacroix. Yeah. Or was they don't take well, it? I don't bring it back to the store. I bring it to the town recycling, and I just oh, give it to them. I don't try to get my five so, cents oh, back. So the beer distributor that I go okay. to drop off all my cans, they won't. 
take they it. don't take Lacroix. That's just stupid. And I'm no offense. My time is worth something. Yeah. I'm trying to save the world. Yes, I'm trying to right. do my due diligence. But maybe they should do their due diligence. Yeah. Everything that they don't they can't they don't get money back for. Put it in a truck and take it. Or it should not be legal for them to not be able to take it back. To me, that's more. just nonsense. That should. That, that if should you sell more. beverages, you should have to take every beverage. You know, that's mm-hmm. just silly. Uh, uh, yeah, we we <laughs> we have a long driveway, uh, and we when we first moved into the house, the long drive is a real pain in the neck. Sure. And with recycling, like. It used to be not mixed recycling. So one day it would be cans, another day it would be... And trying to figure out which day was which and whether... Look, it was really too much. So we just... I got these great recycle, these stackable recycle like bins from Ikea. Mm-hmm. They don't look horrible. They're white, you know, yeah, and they is. don't look bad. And we store all our recyclable and we go to, we just go to the recycle place once a month and we bring them ourselves. We load up our car with Brilliant. the bins. We bring right. them, we give them everything yeah. and we leave, you know, uh, I just can't be bothered again. It's easier to do that. Takes a half an hour that's logic, once, once a month rather than have to remember, you know, and now it's mixed. We could all we'd have all to there. remember is the day, but yep. we've just gotten in the habit, you know. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. My grandmother used to do that with recycling. She back in the sixties, like sure. before oh, recycling like, to the facility. She her her basement would always be full of glass bottles and cans and stuff, and she would What's go to the town and just bring load up her car. She it was a God. thing we would help her with and she'd because she just even back then she just believed it was a waste to throw it all away and my you know, goal when I have a home goal um i'd like to have my own garden i'd like to have some chickens i'd like to be able to hunt so that way i can have free range meat you know mm-hmm. probably there you're not hunting cows no you can hunt wild boar and you can hunt deer and bears no and boar on long island no there aren't thank god because they would they're not right they, they would be trees dead too quickly, and stuff though. right uh they will they would attack children yeah. they would attack they're small dangerous animals. right yes. yeah um, they're not necessarily dangerous unless provoked. Right. But if you're in their face. Yes. Um, and they're very strong. And knowing Long Islanders, they'd be in their face. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that Can you dead. see? <laughs> the whole state's red with the exception of New York City and Buffalo. So most mm. of them have, most of us have guns, <laughs> even though it might piss New York City off. But we just crossed two hours and 15 okay. minutes. Okay, I talk too much. I'm sorry. We could go. I'll go for five hours. If you want to <laughs> Nobody's going to want to listen. We'll do part one, part two, part three. I'm having fun. I can come back another day. Nobody's uh, going to listen to a five-hour podcast. How do you? Uh, how do people find you? How do they find out about the company, even though we only touched very yeah. briefly on it? So my company is Agile Dragon Consulting, and mostly I do um, data, cloud-based data warehouse and analytics, um, and I do agile coaching for companies. Um, but mostly I do the cloud-based data warehousing and analytics using a product called Burst, which is awesome. Um, you can go to agiledragonconsulting.com and you can email me at chosky at agiledragonconsulting.com. Cool. Awesome, guys. And you can see my cool track. I'm going to check it out right now. See you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to another uh, another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Barron. If you want to follow me on Instagram or social media, Harrison underscore Barron. If you want to follow the podcast, it's Brutally Honest.
Honest Podcast. Uh, website is brutallyhonestpodcast.com. All the episodes are always there for your viewing pleasure. Uh, if you want to make a monetary donation and support the show, you can go out and check out Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Brutally Honest Podcast. It really helps. And that's it, guys. The last thing I need to tell you is about our show sponsors. Uh, we're going to go in – no, we're going to go in regular order. Uh, we have dreamdancefitness.com. And if you're looking to get in shape and you're over on the western end of Long Island – um, you can go check them out, 386 East East Meadow Avenue, East Meadow, New York, and they have packages for you to get in shape and have fun doing it. Once again, there's, this is a no-kids class. It's adults only, so you don't have to worry about little kids screaming and them being pains in the ass the entire time. You're going to get in the sick shape by working out, having fun doing aerial hoops, pole dancing, chairography, ballet bar, flexibility, dance fusion, Zumba. Zumba's a big one. I don't know. But everybody I talked to was like, Zumba's the greatest thing ever for getting in shape. I don't know. Never done it. I have two left feet. Maybe I could do it one day. But they have some amazing instructors over there. I almost said professors. Amazing instructors over there. And they have monthly access, class access, you know, per class access. And they have annual access. All their classes online. So you could jump in right there. Next, we have Elise Margolin from... No, the the sponsors at least Margolin Photography, but you can go check her out at elisemargolin.zenfolio.com, and she is a phenomenal, phenomenal photographer. Everything from candid photos to headshots to travel. If you have a major company that's around the world or even around the country, she will go to you to take some amazing photos. Like I said in the beginning, she is away right now, and she's not. She might not be away when you're listening to this, but. Currently, she's away, and she is working with a major hotel chain, taking some incredible photographs. I literally just did another podcast before this, so that's I'm sorry if I'm stumbling with my words. A lot of talking, but uh, she's she's amazing. And go check her out, elisemargolin.senfolio.com. Reach out, get a headshot, get your favorite photos taken. And last but not least, our podcast, I mean, our podcast guest and agile dragon consulting sponsor i don't know how to say this agile dragon consulting.com thank you for your sponsorship i do appreciate it if you don't know by now after listening to this entire podcast what agile dragon consulting is then i don't really know what to tell you they're going to help you make better business decisions by analyzing your data and giving you real hard solid facts about what is going on in your company all right that's literally the easiest way for me to explain exactly what they are. They, it's a fast process. They're constantly tweaking and adjusting to give you the absolute best results. AgileDragonConsulting.com. Thank you so much to our sponsors. Without them, the show would be less great. We'll go with that, less great, because it would still happen. But less great. Go check them out. At least give them a click or something like that. But we genuinely do appreciate it. I'll see you guys later. Thank you so much. We are literally two and a half hours into the show right now. So appreciate you guys. I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.